The voluntary reaction is a safe space where known dullards gather to drink from the keg of glory or drown in the pool of despair. All opinions, takes, questions, criticisms, and insults cannot and will not be held against a speaker after a 24-hour cooling-off period. Please listen accordingly. All right, here we go. Voluntary reaction post-game as for the second game in a row, Tennessee loses on a buzzer-beating three-point shot. And history repeats itself. Utterly bizarre. Utterly bizarre as Vescovy is at the line. Tennessee has a two-point lead. Again, he misses the first free throw. I mean, he almost airballed it. It was so short. And then I still don't know what happened on the foul they called against Awaka. And Missouri hits about a 40-foot three-point shot to win it, 86-85, to the final. And for this Tennessee team, it's just utter heartbreak. They had fought so hard to get back in this game. They played so poorly. And to find something, to find something in the second half going small ball, beating Missouri at their own game, coming back all the way from how far they came back to take the lead and seemingly have it won. Just remarkable, remarkable scenes at Thompson Bowling Arena tonight. And Bear, that is utterly devastating. Uh, this is, this ranks, uh, I mean, it would have hurt less if, uh, if, if I just gotten kicked in the fucking balls, I'm, I'm at a loss, man. Good God. Yeah, it's, um, I, I don't know where this pro, where this program goes from here, guys, um, I felt like this was a chance to save the season. Davey, do you know what happened on – they called a WACA on – was it a lane violation? Was it a foul? Like, what was the call there? What happened? They, they called an offensive foul is what the announcers said, but they seemed pretty mentally challenged throughout majority of the game. So Look, I don't know how accurate they were. Yeah, I mean, um, Perry, Perry Clark's a fucking idiot. I mean, I don't – was he like – I'm going to be careful with my words. I just got to – like, I, I am frustrated, but, uh, I mean, they, they did no justice to the game. I don't – one, the fact that they were looking at a hook and hold, and if they would have called that, would have been remarkable on Vescovy there at the end. But the, but then to have that foul and call it an offensive foul, I, I mean, I, I, I don't even know – I've not even seen that before. And, of course, they go down there and they get – that's two buzzer beaters in a row with – was it 4.2 seconds against Vanderbilt as well? Um, or was it 4.8? But either way, I mean, it's just, it's demoralizing. There's no other word to describe it. You fight back like you did, and you get that. I've rewound it. Going to watch it again and try and... No, God, why? I want to know. I mean, we're doing a post-game show. I have to know what happened. Like, uh, we we can't sit here and discuss this without (laughs) knowing what the hell happened here. I don't think we'll... Maybe we'll know here in a... I don't know. They didn't really show no, anything. It was just a lane violation. It was just a lane. A Waka went in early. Oh, 
called an offensive foul. Oh, Jesus Christ. And, like, it was – I don't know, man. I don't know. Um, Man, that's – it's just – that's devastating, man. That is a blow. And now you've got Alabama coming in here on Wednesday – no Triple J and Phillips is hurt now. Yeah, uh, let's let's real quickly before we get in here. I mean, you got Key and Vescovy playing pretty much the entire second half. We don't rest the guys, and we're pressing. So it's one thing not to rest your guys, right? You're going to be your guys are going to be tired. You're pressing the entire game. Yeah, just completely exhausted coming down the stretch. I mean, on one hand, I understand desperate times call for desperate measures. You got to do what you got to do. It got us back in the game in position to win, but it's a stretch. I mean, it's, it's, you can't play that way the entire season. It's, it's a one game thing. I, I I don't know. Did we find something tonight or I don't know, man. We may have found out a couple of things. I, I don't know. There's a lot to talk about. But most of it miserable. Brad in Nashville's up first tonight. What's up, Brad? Turn your mic on, Brad, you big dumbass. Oh, my bad, man. I was taking a whiz. I got a little delay. Um, it's all good. I love you. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm mad. I might be lashing out wildly a little bit tonight, folks. I'll let you know. It's, I mean, how many other ways can you figure out how to fuck it up? Like, just two buzzer beaters in one week. Um, we go down by 17, fight all the way back, and then make the most bonus. We even got a call from Pat Adams, and we fucked that up. Like, it, it's just, I don't know. It's you, You're right about pr- making the guys press the entire second half. I'm super glad that we finally found out Tyreek Key is a person who's on our team. Um, maybe try to utilize him more. The guy can score the ball. At least he used to could. Hey, we put in our top 100 four-star point guard tonight. <laughs> Who knew? I mean, knew? A, a radical concept. Big-time recruits. Maybe we ought to play him. I don't know. We didn't play him in the second half. But I, I just – I don't know what to even think about this team anymore. I, I think that they were wildly overrated and wildly overachieved to climb as high in the rankings as they did. I think they're a solid top 25 team that just way, way, way overachieved. They're going through a rough patch right now. I still think it's a, it's a good team. It's obviously an NCAA tournament team, but they've got a brutal schedule coming up. And I just worry that their confidence is going to be shattered after a couple of more losses here. And it's, it's really a shame because they had a chance to have a really nice season. Well, it, if it's the bus for candy and nuts, we'd all have a Merry Christmas. I mean, the, the entire damn thing was right there in front of you. But as soon as the first real patches of adversity came, they folded like a cheap tent. I mean, it, it, there's many opportunities that they had in this game to, with average play, could have, I don't know, at least kept it closer in the beginning and sealed it away at the end. And, Whenever that critical moment comes, it always breaks the wrong way. So I, I'm not sure what else to do with these guys, but pat them on the back, 
Sorry about it. We're going to get after it. Maybe don't run the fuck out of him for the next three days and at least go into Bama with some fresh legs because I, I don't know what else the hell else to do besides just reset and um, get the hell back out there, guys. I mean, we don't suck. I know we don't. It's a tough week, couple of weeks, but come on, man. You, there's there's a better – we are a better team than what we're playing right now. I know Mizzou is – a decent competition. We have similar records, and you are what your record is. But that also applies to Vandy in Florida. And we're better than them. I know we are. So if you were Rick Barnes and you're in the damn locker room, what do you tell him? That's, I mean, that's a hard one. I don't, the, the thing that's so weird about this game, guys, is we tried, you know, it's a clash of styles, right? We're the half court team, they're the full court team. And in the first half, we tried to impose our will on them and make them play our game, and we couldn't do it. And in the second half, it's like we just, you know, got desperate and said, well, to hell with it. We'll play their game. And we're able to get back into it. So I don't know what the lesson to be learned from there is. Do we throw out the, you know, um, half-court style that we've become accustomed to and, ad- and adopt a more breakneck pace? Um, I, I don't know. I, I really don't know what you tell them if you're Rick Barnes right now, Brad. I don't have a good answer to that question. No. I mean, I, I'd be afraid. There is one. You know, you don't want to go in there and chew their ass out and say, oh, you know, if we hadn't screwed around in the first half, we would have won that game. I mean, I think you're on the – I don't want to say on the verge of losing this team, but I do think they're they're in a delicate mental space right now. Well, well, that's what you do if you're down by 17 and lose by 30. They're down by 17 and they took the lead back and were in position to win the game. It's just they fucked it up. And uh, they fucked it up doing similar shit that they did except for Awaka just doing an offensive line violation. I don't, I don't know what the hell that was about, but um, they, they did it up playing the same game that got them back into it. It's just not what has been naturally coached into them. So it's 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 a tough position to be in, but he reports is getting paid a hell of a lot of money. He needs to figure something the fuck out. Yeah, I mean, that's just – that's worse than the damn Vandy loss as far as just ways to lose a game. I mean, at least Vanderbilt, you, you just missed a free throw, and then they made – a big play. I mean, you certainly screwed that up too with the way you defended that. But tonight, I mean, a, a lane violation? Are you kidding me? Are you freaking kidding me? And I feel yeah. At least at least with, at least with the Vandy game, it was a play Stackhouse drew up. Um, with this one, it was a fucking prayer. And, and for Santi to Andy. play as well as he did to lay it on the line, even when we were getting our ass kicked, he was the only one still playing balls to the wall the entire game doesn't get any rest you know that he had been practicing his free throws you know he felt terrible after the Vanderbilt game and to miss another one to have that happen Here we are. is just god man I and, hate and he hit kid. the ones before like he already came back the previous time and hit them both so I mean it's just it, I don't know that they, 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 it, it was a bridge too far for Santi but he's not the only guy on the team you got to – it takes five players out there knowing what the hell's going on to be able to play competent basketball, and there's always critical errors coming at the worst times from somebody. Yeah. Brad, appreciate it, man. We're going to get some other people in here. Thank you. Hang in Later, there. brother.
Let's get Frank in here next. What's up, Frank? What's up, guys? All right, look. I love when, Russ, when you said it's not over. I mean, it's frustrating. But here's the thing. As a Braves fan, I hope nobody minds if I bring up the Braves because I have, like, a point here is for years, ever since my late 20s, the Braves always won or always leading the division and had some great games. And they won every game in April and May and June. And they were number one here. And then somebody challenged them and they beat them down. And when it counted, the first the first round of the playoffs, after they did their World Series things, of course, they, they were getting blown out. And my point is, a couple of points. Um, we're never going to remember this game if we're in the Final Four. And I, I'm not going to own this, but I'm also not going to, you know, uh, be mad about this game. I mean, honestly, we were down 14 or whatever at the half. I said, wow, okay, he may win this, whatever. Then we lost it. And in fact, I'm so far behind in the Mountain West that I called your show, put in my request before we even lost. So I don't well, know. We weren't we weren't we on were. until the game was over. But I appreciate you jumping in here, Frank. It's an interesting uh, Braves analogy there. It's uh, final four. Yeah, yeah. It's hard hard to see the final no. four from here, gentlemen. That's a game you remember. You remember back-to-back buzzer beaters in a season. When was the last time we even got beat on a buzzer beater? You know, uh, I, I, let alone having two back-to-back. Uh, you'd have to probably go back to, like, I mean, that's some some Buzz Conzo level level stuff right there. Yeah, it did. Last time I remember it, Texas, who's the guy, Russell? Antoine Space. Texas A&M. But, um, buzz Peterson did lose. There was <laughs> his last year. He lost, like – three or four game like in pre in the preseason non-conference portion of the schedule just at the buzzer just kept happening over and over and over again Ugh. listen i know alabama's playing at a much better level not, i know we've not, lost not gonna the last remember three. this game i that, that's a terrible take we, we can all we can all agree on that but i mean it if they can just find a way to keep it close against Alabama, I'll feel feel decent. Um, but yeah, this is uh, there. There are two sides to the coin. Obviously, we know we're in a slump, but then they did have the battle back from seventeen to where we at least know they did not quit. Uh, and I just, I mean, it remains to be seen how long Triple J's out. If Phillips has to miss any extended amount of time, the hip flexor—that's not an injury that. If you're not like if you're not feeling it, you're not really trying to fight through that. Guys, um, I'll, I'll go ahead and say something here, man. And again, like this is like I'm not trying to take personal shots. Those kids seem like uh, both of them nice young men, and obviously they're great individual players. But damned if we didn't play better without the both of them. I mean, we, when when you get Key in there and and he's playing with confidence, and Vescovy's playing with confidence, now you've got two shooters on the floor to go with Ziegler. And, you know, playing Meshack at the four was, I'm not going to say that was great. I don't know that I want to see a ton more of it, but 
he was able to change the game a, a little bit. That obviously frustrated Missouri. And um, they, I mean, he's our, he's our best. I, I'm kind of. A, I mean, let, let's play a quick game of what I, if. I'm kind of. What if Ziegler doesn't gamble and get that foul there? Yeah. How does the yeah, game play out? Probably a little bit differently, man. You probably. I mean, it's just. You know, I was looking forward to jumping in here and saying, okay, we pulled that one out. And now how are we going to go forward with key playing better? You know, I mean, that was such a huge development and, and Meshack and Awaka. And it looks like we finally got our big men rotation ironed out here. And there were so many positives to take from tonight. And in the end, it's, you have to win the game, man. I mean, it's, you play to win the game. Lars, get in here, man. What's up? Ah, close the tea. Close the tea. I hate losing to the Big Twelve so much. I live in this godforsaken state. I hate Missouri so. Oh God. Why? Why? Why them of all people? Oh. God, coaching malpractice. Look, I'm not in the locker room. I don't know what's going on. And I'm certainly not suggesting we fire a Hall of Fame head coach. I've learned my lessons. I learned my lessons. But good grief, what is the emotional disengagement? Am I imagining this? Am I imagining the emotional disengagement that obviously there's something happening on the court? We're all seeing it. It, it, But but, perhaps, perhaps, I'm just. What the hell do you want him to do? I mean, hell, I don't, I don't get that, Lars. I mean, what, what do you want him to do? I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what I want. Win the game, Russ, a bear. That's what I want him to do. I, a little bit of systematic in-game coaching would go a long way. That's I, I, once again, I'm not, I'll, I'm not lobbying to fire Rick Barnes. I'm just saying, I would, I, it, it, and I'm honestly asking. This is where I'm coming to you. Is the voice of reason asking? Am I imagining? the disengagement yes i think so all right fair i don't Russ? know man in the first half like we talked about it with cg this week on the daily show it's like CG. i want to see some desperation i want to see a sense of urgency out there and for the first five minutes or so of the game they came out with their hair and fire and then it's just like well same old same old not a lot of passion not a lot of hustle, not a lot of desperation from a team that's fighting for seeding. I didn't see it in the first half. I saw it in the second half, and it's the same old thing we've been talking about all season long for months now, for three months. We've been saying, where's the consistency? Where's the consistency? Tonight's a microcosm of that. You had piss poor effort in the first half, great effort in the second half generally don't win many games when you don't play with great effort for the entire game. You play to win the game. Oh, yeah, I don't know. That's, uh, yeah, uh, Russ, you, you said everything that I could say. I don't know. I'm honestly shocked. I, after years of just everything that uh, I, it's very rare that I am taken back at the end of a game. I, I would say this. I, I did not think we we're going to lose that game. Right there at the end. No, so, neither did I. It's, and it's the second game in a row, too, man, where it's like <laughs> it's nerve-wracking, but I feel like he's going to pull it out. 
both times, man. And I'm just stunned there. Like, literally, it's like an adrenaline rush, man. My hands were shaking. I could barely get the freaking post-game spaces started. I was so stunned. Oh, yeah. Well, the last, least- the last one, I was mad, Lars. I, I was angry, man, because they played poor the entire game Vanderbilt there's no excuse for that this one's just shocking I mean this this is like I, I I'm hesitant to even blame them that much it's just fluky uh, never seen anything like it that's probably a good word for it, fluky the, yeah this one you make a very solid point there that the Vanderbilt game had lots of explanations this one was just streaky and weird and fluky so you know oh well I mean they're they're throwing up prayers you know, everything they throw up is going, they got sideways leaners banking in off, you know, that one huge shot that Vescovy had to put us up four with like two minutes to go to give us some breathing room. And then when we come down, we have out, a it hurts great, so much worse. <laughs> we, we have a great defensive possession and the guy just hits a three with, I can't remember his key or Vescovy just all up, all up in his Jersey, just buried it right in his face. I mean, you got to give him credit. They, they made some incredible shots, but it did have a fluky type feel to that. Is that fair, Davey? It did have a fluky type feel. And, I mean, I know they have a really good offense, but you shot 53.8% from three. Oh. We have one of the best defenses against the three, 14 of 26. It's just, I mean, some nights you just have an incredible shooting night. And, I mean, for a team that prides themselves on defense to give up 86 but at least, I mean, the offense showed up. So it's it's just one of those situations where it's it, it doesn't make a lot of sense from what we've seen for majority of the season, even just looking at the last several games. So I don't – I'll sit here and just kind of be befuddled about the entire thing. And I'm, I'm more interested just to see how they respond against Alabama than I would have been had we kind of just – not had the second half with him. We scored 53 points and a half. I'm looking forward to Alabama like I'm looking forward to a colonoscopy. Lars, we got to run, man. Anything else? Nope. Love y'all much. Thank God it wasn't Conzo. Have a good night. Hang in there. <laughs> well, if it was Conzo, it would have been like the game would have been played in the 50s. Yeah, no way Conzo is letting kids play like that. Shooting all those threes, so. Let's get Court in here next. What's up, Court? Uh, it has to be a form of self-harm to watch every game of this season at this point. I don't know. I thought the offense stepped the hell up, especially Tyree Key. I mean, he was flamethrower tonight. And then the whole game, like he said before, I did not think we were going to lose the game whatsoever. I, I didn't. I thought it was going to be a Wait. win. Court, were you also at Vanderbilt? No, I didn't go. I, no, okay. I watched mind. the game Sorry, on TV, I, but I, I wasn't there. Never mind. All good, man. I was getting you mistaken with somebody else. Yeah, yeah I remember that guy. Uh, I don't know. That, I mean, that epitomized the whole game. They were throwing up horse shit the entire game, and it was just falling in, and then it just topped off by that last shot. Man, I don't know. What do you think, Russ? I feel your pain, brother. I feel your pain. Is it raining where you're at? I'm in the car. It is raining. Where Are you in Knoxville? No, I'm headed uh, right over the mountain to North Carolina. 
I picture you like that. Uh, I don't know. It seems like a scene from a sad movie. Cord is just standing out in the pouring rain, <laughs> looking sadly at his telephone. Oh, yeah, it's it's not a very fun car ride. I can tell you that much. It doesn't sound like it. <laughs> well, hang uh, in my, there, buddy. My woman was driving. She went, did they just fucking lose? I said, yep. We're, I was watching on the TV. We're driving back to our hometown right now. And I was God dang. Well, Court, uh, drive careful, my friend. Appreciate you jumping in here. No problem. See y'all. The trail of tears. Bring your court. I don't know how accurate this is. I mean, they're usually on top of it, but ESPN stats and info put out Tennessee has lost consecutive games by a single point for the first time since December 17th and 21st of 2010. The last time the Vols lost back-to-back conference games by one point was February 21st and 25th of 1981. God. I was crawling I was around in the, the gym second one. If I'm not mistaken, that was to Alabama at Stokely. Because I'm pretty sure I was there. Because that's my birthday. That was that was my birthday present. Was to get to go to that game and watch the balls lose a heartbreaker to the tide. Happy yeah. birthday! Yeah. Yeah. Let's get sexy Rexy in here. What's up, Rex? My man. Oh no! Has he got the wheel? Maybe. It looks to be the case. Wheel yeah, in the sky. He usually, he's good on for turning. at least one. Sorry, Rex. You got the wheel of death, brother. Jump back in. Man. He wants in. He's he's already requested again. Rex, you there? Hey, guys. I'm here. Nice no, wheeling and dealing. Uh, oh, oh there he is. Yeah. yeah. Well, this is terrible day i got food poisoning eating some mexican food and then this happened it's just a big shithole just a whole night of poo for rex put that in your pipe and smoke it if you dare i'd rather not well i guess phil doesn't use twitter does he but rex, i would are say we done? do we stick a fork in this team are we done yeah I mean, we can do our pessimistic thing, but our realistic, if our goal was to get a final four and do this, I mean, anything could happen, but like, it doesn't look like it. So, you know, my girlfriend was watching it with me and she was even commenting, like, when you look at Missouri, just how they interact after the game, obviously they won, but they kind of huddle up and their body language. And I think we have something similar to whatever's going on at Kentucky, either some sort of chemistry thing or they're either everyone always says they're tired or something, but there's something between the ears going on with this team. They don't look like they're enjoying it, do they? No, I mean, you know, Barnes is old school, but there's advantages in that, but they could have won. I mean, he could have told him foul, but he didn't. Well, we, we did foul up three, which was surprising. At the, With seven seconds, we fouled five seconds, and then he missed the first free throw. Like, everything that was happening right for us, too. Like, it was all falling into place, and you still have to go out of your way to 
invent a new and creative way to lose. It's painful. But I'm going to have to side with Bear and know how painful that is and be a little bit optimistic in saying that us just even being up here pitching about not keeping our top 10 ranking shows where we are, ready to fire a coach if he doesn't stay in the top 10. That's literally the conversation uh, we're going to have tonight. No, I'm pissed tonight. Okay. That's, 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 that's some bullshit. So, and we'll probably get into it as, as the show goes. There's, there's one thing in particular that really jumped out at me, and it's a, it's my biggest issue with, uh, with Barnes this year. Was it? What is the? So, what is the Catholic contingency saying about BJ playing? Nobody really says that much about it. <laughs> I'm kind of surprised. What, I mean, he. Can't, I mean, I do. I'm, I'm very vocal about it. I mean, if we we'll, we'll get what, into what are it, what the altar boy saying? I mean, here here's the issue. He he had to put him in tonight. Triple J's hurt. Ziegler's in foul trouble. He played trouble. fine. You look good. And he played fine, but he he made a couple of just dumbass mistakes. Got his pocket picked, and it, it goes back it's to the first time he's played. What? What would he have looked exactly. like if Barnes had been developed? Fucking giving him ten minutes a night every night. You make Honestly, that mistake dirty... against Alabama A and M in December. You're not making it against Mizzou in February. Exactly. That, that's what I'm. He's a smart kid. I mean, that, you want to know what what the Catholic people are saying? That's what they're fucking saying. Why? Why did you not get this kid ready? And then you look at it. Wasn't like our point guards were perfect out there. I mean, well, I didn't see the turnover, but oh, we've we had, had tons. problems. Tons of turnovers. We've had problems. We have a, a lack of guys. That, that was my biggest fear when Ziegler fouled. I was like, they're going to start pressing us, and we can't. We have a those guys don't like – I mean, they're t- they can't get the ball up the court hardly. I thought we did fine there, actually. I, I, well, I, was, I had the same fear, but aside from the one time when the guy slapped it from behind a key and it went out of bounds on them anyway, like, I, I mean, they, they managed it all right for not having a quote-unquote true point guard out there. I just with with BJ, it's he was a top one hundred players, a four star guy, man, and they act like he's some three star project that they took out there. You play him, man. You just say from day one, you're Zakai's backup. You're gonna play about ten minutes a night. Your job is to defend your possession and run the show. Just don't try and do too much. And if we've been doing that all night, it's all year it's just a different story at that point it's so so weird man it's like maybe Tomba, i could do Tomba like last year was one thing you know he he wasn't that highly rated or recruit he's obviously way undersized and he's you know reclassified he's gotten out a year early so like that's one thing okay you go ahead and just put him in the automatic red shirt camp bj was a top 100 dude four-star player that everybody wanted he's a big time recruit and we're just not playing him it's stupid well i'm hopped up on medication so i don't know if this is true but i'll just float a conspiracy theory out there what if they're trying to do bj wrong like i mean are we gonna red shirt a top 100 player because he's gonna stay in a program for four years in the transfer portal they're not red shirting if he's playing tonight but no he's BJ's not he's not red shirt. What are they just trying? What are you trying to do like I, a nun go ahead and tell you, not play him at I, all? I doubt very serious. Rex, I doubt very serious. Where he, he loves he grew up a Tennessee fan. He loves playing for Tennessee. 
there was the they were wasting their time and money other programs recruiting him i'm telling you he wanted to play at tennessee well i'll let somebody else get in here because it's just mourning and sadness but i I mean it's not talent we got five stars it's not fan support you know we do play in a tough league but it's not the absolute toughest it's there's something mental or chemistry issue that we just don't know about a very very similar vibe the past week or two to that south carolina football game just kind of like shocking disappointing like very confusing yeah uh rex uh we'll be praying for your bowels thank you hope you feel better buddy good night rex as it relates to the second half one of the things we've been complaining about all year like i I thought from a a coaching standpoint that was one of the better second halves barnes has had all season yeah Uh, i I, I would agree with and that's what i was saying i didn't mean uh i can't remember if it was rex or the or Lars, or who the hell it was, but, you know, I felt like in the second half, you know, he did a really good job. I felt like in the first half when he put BJ in there and it, it kind of lit a, you know, I felt like maybe this is his light of, try and light a fire moment. So, the other thing was just, we had talked about it, this team finally got to the free throw line. They were aggressive. They were able to make sure that they're not going to sit back and just be taken advantage of on the offensive end and just do whatever right. the other team wanted to do. And, and seeing, I like, I don't know how many minutes of walk they ended up with tonight. They got to keep playing him more and more. The the only downside of that is Awaka is going to make freshman mistakes. Um, you know, that's what you get when you're playing some of these freshmen. Including BJ made a couple of bad ones and it goes back to these guys probably should have been getting more minutes earlier in the year, especially in these blowout games. So they get those mistakes out of the way. But they didn't. Ah, No, they didn't. Let's get CG in here. CG, what's up? Hey, gentlemen. What's going on, Russ, Bear, Davey? Good to talk with you. You know, I don't know where to even begin uh, with this. Uh, I, I was writing, I was getting ready to write a tweet talking about how this was going to be the ultimate turnaround game that you know finally we've turned the season around and i'm not lying to you when we had the it was a lane violation when we had the lane violation after santi missed the free throw we're still up two. i deleted it i just had i had a bad feeling (laughs) i'll tell you what about this game we can look at a lot of different things uh you hit the nail on the head a little bit earlier and you and i were talking about it in text messaging this team suffers from a lack of urgency. I said it on your show earlier this week. It's, it was a word that Pat Summit loved to use, talking about having a sense of urgency. In the second half, we can look at different things that our personnel was doing, weren't doing. But I think the biggest adjustment that we saw was Barnes. Barnes was forced to go to a different lineup. He went to a smaller lineup. And I'll be damned, they started to push the ball a little bit in transition. They were making the extra pass like we've seen them do almost all year until the last couple of weeks. They were penetrating, kicking it out. I mean, they were humming on offense. They were playing at about 75 miles an hour on offense where they normally play at about 45. And my takeaway from this game, and I don't know who said it earlier, but whoever said, I'm not going to remember this game. Oh, hell, the hell with that. (laughs) Come on. I'll tell you what. I don't think this team's going to the Final Four, but I'll say this. 
if this team goes to the Final Four, we'll remember this game as a game that kick-started them into a different place. If they don't go to the Final Four, we'll remember this game as a game that said, yeah, we saw, uh, we saw the end in that Missouri game. If I'm Rick Barnes, and I'm not, and I, we could talk about his uh, great coach and all the wins and all that stuff, and I'm, I've always been a Barnes supporter, but if I'm Rick Barnes at this point, and I think, Russ, you or Bear said this, or maybe Davey said this earlier, I, I think Rick's got to look in the mirror and just say, you know what, that second half, we didn't have Triple J in there. We didn't have Phillips. We went to a lineup that I don't normally, meaning Barnes, I don't normally have on the floor, and suddenly we look pretty good. And what, what did I say on, on your show on Thursday? I said, we have this team of athletes. We are long. We are athletic. We have guys that, you know, to, to take it to New York, to the Graham League, the great Graham Summer League on West 3rd Street and 6th Avenue. We have a, a team that would be gold in that Summer League of college teams. But I feel like they're just, they walk it up. They're deliberate. They're just, they're taking their time. And once they found that they had to do something, down 17 points, they did do something, but they didn't finish. I'm pissed off that they didn't finish. I'm frustrated as I'll get out. This, for me, is the worst loss of the year. And we can all debate that. They're all, you know, these the Vandy loss was bad. A signature win for Vandy, a signature win for Florida. We're happy for them. A signature win for Missouri. We're happy for them, too. But, and I'm being sarcastic, but I mean, this was a game that you, you know when you're playing and, and you're down and you're down by one, you're down two, and you can't you can't quite get over the hump. They got over the hump. Was it Vescovy's, uh, Vescovy's three that gave them the lead? And I'm thinking, I bet a lot of you were thinking, we got the lead, we're going to get this game. And then we're up five, we're up six. We couldn't close them out. I feel terrible for Santi because, you know, what happened at Vandy, and then he makes those two, but he misses that one. But everything was lined up for us to win this game, and we lose on a prayer. Um, I don't know if this game pushes us deeper into the abyss or if Rick Barnes and his staff say, you know what, maybe we found something in the second half. Maybe we found something that we haven't really tried all year, and now we need to stick with that. Because if we play the way we've played the last couple of weeks, and I'm not including the second half tonight, Bama's going to run us out of TBA, Russ. Yeah, I mean, there's a good chance that happens anyway. I mean, they're just a really yeah. good team. And um, I I don't expect that to happen. I would expect us to come out and fight and, and play hard. But, I mean, they're just play- – Alabama's playing a different game. And so then you're you're looking at going to Rupp, and that's, that's always difficult. They didn't – you know, Kentucky's not very good. I mean, that's – where, where do the wins come from? I mean, at A&M is going to be difficult. It's just – it's just really difficult right now in Tennessee. This ba- the schedule has been so backloaded this year that I'm just afraid this team is going to be going limping into the postseason once again. And yeah. it's really frustrating because the, the season looked so promising just two weeks ago. Just two weeks ago, we're sitting here doing the show after beating Texas at Thompson Bowling wondering whether or not Tennessee could possibly be ranked number one yeah. the next day. To go from that to where we are now, mind-boggling. I, hey, Davey, I got a question for you. Um, you were at the Vandy game, weren't you? Correct. Well, what did you see? Because it's you're going to get a different look in person than we get on TV. What did you notice 
in our guys' body language, not so much on the court, Davey, but on the bench versus what you saw in the second half tonight? I mean, did you see – I mean, were you able to see a difference or, or was were our guys on the bench at Vandy just as engaged as they were tonight? I mean, Euros is always engaged. I would say some of the others, I, I felt – I guess I would say they maybe were a little bit more reserved – but the one thing with Vandy that I kind of always have a little bit of a I'm going to hold back is just with the formation of their court and where they have the benches. Yeah. I think teams just kind of have a difficulty getting around. But there wasn't a whole lot to be excited about in that game. It wasn't super high scoring. It was one in which they were – Vanderbilt kind of seemed to control majority of the time. It They were definitely a lot more into it tonight than they were Wednesday. But I wouldn't say it was bad. Really. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's it's good obs, really great observation. And I, I'll just throw this to you guys. I know you have a lot of guys that that want to jump in here. I, I, the reason I wanted to hear it from Davies because what I was looking at a, a lot, you know, especially Tyreek Key tonight. I, I watched a lot of Missouri Valley ba- Conference basketball last year because I grew up in Chicago, lived in Peoria for a while, where Bradley University is at. So I I've always been a not a fan of that conference, but I like watching games there. He was a maniac last year. Tonight was really. I mean, I know he's had a couple of good games, but tonight was the first night that he looked like it was catch and shoot, baby. Just catch and shoot or catch, not shoot, make a move, do something. He was active. He was doing what Barnes loves, and that's make a decision within the first second that you get the ball. Shoot, dribble, or pass. Barnes teaches that. He loves that, and that's what he was doing. And every time he and everybody on the court in that second half when they were really running in the flow of their offense, I kept looking across the court on the TV screen at the bench, and everybody was up. Everybody was engaged. And obviously the emotion was there. And I guess this is the last point I'll make, Russ. To your point from a little earlier, the talent is there on this team. They've got guys who can fill it up. They've got the size. They've got the defensive ability. that We didn't see it tonight because, I mean, they were just shooting lights out, for heaven's sake. Teams are going to do that. It's basketball. But this team has everything. But it's like in our business and radio, it's like on an old AM radio, there's a little bit of a frequency adjustment that we need. There's a little static. And I'm not sure what that is. Even watching Zakai, who is such a, a heady, wonderful player, but that fifth foul was just so out of character for him. And, and I don't know what got into him. But somewhere in there, I don't know if it's Barnes or one of his assistants, they need to – I agree. Don't run them this week. You know, give them a little space get their heads right for Alabama, and maybe let them just play a little looser. Let them not play playground basketball, fellas, but let them have a sense of we can rip it off the boards, you know, do an outlet, get an outlet pass to the wing, fill the lanes, let the five fill up, uh, trail the play, and really let it fly. And maybe, you know, can we beat Alabama at their game? Maybe not, but maybe our defense can counter that a little bit and, and make it a game. Fellas, always enjoy listening to you guys. Thanks, CG. Appreciate you jumping in, my friend. Rick Barnes, after the game tonight, some comments says, honestly, I'm really proud of the fight these guys put up in the second half, the way we fought back. I love it. It's a different feeling than the one the other night. And then regarding Vescovy says, quote, I hate it for Santee. He's hurting. I'm hurting for him. I really am. He's won us a lot of games. Yeah. 
Let's get some random guy in here next. What's up, Rando? Yo. Yo. Uh, nice that uh, I get to follow CG there because actually uh, I just scribbled down a note that I'm when I talked, I wanted to remember. Uh, CG brought up something that I was going to say. Uh, that smaller, fast lineup we were playing in the second half, I know we played it out of necessity, but you know it just kept feeling like the whole second half that maybe Barnes had finally found something. Like we kept saying, where is the lineup that makes sense? And I mean, maybe that was it. I, I don't know. I mean, maybe out of necessity, we had to go to it, but um, I think it was bear or maybe you Russ that said it earlier that uh, damn it. It does seem like we're playing better maybe without triple J and, and Phillips out there. Oh, there's, there's no question about it. I mean, like <laughs> the triple J can't, shoot the ball consistently he's he's hurting and uh phillips just isn't ready for it man he he won't drive the ball you know he had the one play tonight where he drove the ball and made a spectacular athletic shot right at the rim and then he just disappears it's like he gets the ball in the wing and passes it right back to the point guard whoever throws i mean he just does nothing out there and when it's vescovy and out there on the wings they are attack-minded. It's attack. Even freaking Meshack, who is not a great offensive player, obviously, at least he has an aggressive mindset. He attacks. Yeah. Um, and I saw it a couple of games ago, and I was like, no, I'm, I'm just imagining that. But then I kind of saw it again tonight, and y'all can go, dude, that's a bad take, like the guy who thought we're just going to forget this game. Uh, but uh, – I'm telling you, I'm seeing little bits of flashes here and there that rem- Awaka reminds me of a very young Schofield in a lot of ways. He's not the scoring threat yet, but he's got that intensity. He's starting to bang in the paint. I mean, am I imagining that? Or No, I mean, everybody saw it, Rando. I mean, he's, he's going to be, if he continues to develop and stays healthy, and he's going to be a, an absolute beast. Yeah. I mean, I mean he doesn't he like doesn't the, look intimidated at all to be playing uh in an you know in the SEC. I mean Schofield transformation and puts on another inch or two and about forty pounds of muscle, dear God. What's he gonna look like? Yeah, I think he, he's uh, gonna be a really good player. He's already pretty good. He's 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 got uh He's got a lot of potential, obviously. I, I think if if I'm I, I think you gotta shake it up here, man. I you gotta put Key in the starting lineup. Start Key Ziegler and, and Vescovy in the backcourt with uh I think you you start a Waka, man. Put Kamwa, a, Kamwa. Yeah, maybe Kamwa. I don't really think the lineup we saw today is going to match up incredibly well with Alabama. And so one of the things that you kind of kept hearing the one of the few things they got right on the broadcast was like, all right, Rick Barnes was the first one to blink and realizing he needed to make a change because what he was doing, we weren't winning that battle. Um, and I just, I'm really curious to see what we try to do against Brandon Miller, but the, the heavy guards, I mean, I, I think this is a game where you need Ziegler to play all 40 minutes and he's just got to stay out of foul trouble. They just can't risk like it, that one possession is not worth that foul, especially if, if it's something to where you know we're going to need him, and we will. But how much time was left when he hit that one? Like 2.30? Around 
332. Yeah. I mean, a game like that, I mean, it was, it was a frenetic game. I mean, the those guys from Missouri, I mean, they play fast. Even that, you know, the fat kid, what was his name? Uh, little Hercules is what we were on. Yeah. I mean, those guys look like the basketball version of the longest yard to me. <laughs> I mean, they're all like six year guys. Like, because I, I, I had to listen to the first five minutes on the radio, I was out somewhere. And I'm, I'm listening to Bob and Burke go down the list, you know, uh, six-year senior from Cleveland State. Um, you know, they're all like COVID year guys. And then Kobe Brown, and we haven't mentioned his name. He absolutely torched us tonight. Now, those are the killer threes. And that's the one, you know, we had, we had Vescovi. I mean, I, you got Vescovi. I kept seeing him checking him. I don't know if he was switching it, if they were, if he was ended up getting switched in the garden him or what, but. Well, so I know I got two more points that I'll pass it on. Um, The first one, I know it's not his style. I've been watching Rick Barnes a long time, but damn it. If he did not need to get teed up about halfway through the first half, they grabbed Vescovy and they shoved him to the ground on a box out and then the next possession they were boxing out on one that they got an offensive rebound on that they kicked over for one of those threes and I saw one of the players for Missouri with his arms up on Mayshack shoving him down the court just shoving him back towards towards half court and there's no call I mean I'm not going to blame the whole game on officiating but damn it there are some times where it's not getting called and Barnes needs to, you know, Hey, he changed his, he, he blinked first and he took the, the lineup change that he needed to do. He needs to blink first and get a technical. Every I like the, the, uh, the Missouri point guard uh, throwing out his forearm and, and Vescovy alertly falling down for uh, to draw what should have been a charge. And we get, uh, was it yeah. Perry Adams or whatever that guy, yeah, it's, a, it's a cylinder. He's in the cylinder. Shut up. Get the fuck right. out of here, man. We're talking like, about the cylinder. Like the one on the the one on Zakai Ziegler in the paint. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, God runs his ass into yeah. him. Zakai goes about four feet back and blocking. I'm like, no, the fuck it wasn't. Yeah, I mean that that was the biggest part. I mean, it, it, but it's it's a Pat Adams crew. I mean, if he picks up that tech there, I mean, and nothing's off the table with Pat and his boys. That's uh, he was in rare form. Yeah, I mean, you you really you you really want to get Pat off his, off his damn rocker early. Yeah, probably not. I mean, it was a, it was a, that was honestly, and I, we, I know I've bitched on several games, but this was a, this was hard to watch tonight. And I, and I think what made it worse was dumbass Perry Clark telling me every three minutes over the TV that this is a it's a it's a, it's a fantastic crew great crew it's a it's a fantastic veteran crew these guys really get it whatever whenever whenever uh college basketball announcer TV announcer says it's a veteran crew tonight bend over and prepare to get screwed somebody's yep, getting screwed with their pants um, on yeah and, and guys, last point I got, I've been re-watching The Last Dance on Netflix. And if people have not watched it, you've got to watch it if you're a basketball fan. It's just absolutely top-notch re-watching it. 
uh, makes me fall in love with it all over again. But look, we need somebody, and that just came to me tonight. We, we need as, a Michael Jordan on our team, Brando. Yeah, yeah, we need <laughs> Michael Jordan. Well, what's that guy doing these days? Does he have eligibility oh, left? Rip no, we need somebody. Like we need somebody that's going to get Jordan pissed after that second finals loss or second Eastern Conference finals loss to the Pistons. And look. We don't have anybody on that team that's like, I'm sick and tired of losing. I don't care. We're going to get this done. I'm hitting the weight room, and I'm a leader, and I'm taking you with me. That's kind of the problem is we don't have a vocal floor leader that I can see. Well, it's, we have vocal floor leaders, Josiah Jordan-James. The only problem is he's a passive floor player. You can't be vocal right. leader and then passive on the floor. So – it's that that's a I, I think that's a big problem man nobody nobody wants to talk about it because we all love Josiah nobody wants to go in on him but uh when you're when your leader isn't playing well it that's that's a big problem Rando appreciate you man gotta run I'm out uh Bear we're getting some requests from uh some of our high school hoops fans for an update on the web catholic score do you have an update there uh, honest to God, I, I'm not shitting you at all. I had no idea that game was going on tonight. Well, Jesse Smithy, five-star preps, is reporting. It's a final now. In overtime, Webb, 48, Catholic, 46. Mm. Ouch. All right, let me ask you. Yeah, if if if, if my Mayshack could could just play average offense, he'd be the best player on our team, wouldn't he? Oh man, his defensive style reminds me of, like a, a less athletic Eves Pond. I don't even know if he doesn't do the offensive. You know, he he doesn't block and come from behind, and you know, it's just a, a tear like Ponds, obviously, but. That to me was the biggest thing in the second half was when he just left Jemai in there and Key and Vescovy were able to hit their shots. He is such a damn beast. That to me was what really kind of threw a wrench in Missouri a little bit there when we when we clawed our way back into it. Like I understand why Barney, you know, Russ, what'd you say a, a week or or it was on the Daily Show. He's gonna play Jemai next year i mean jamai's gonna play a lot so i mean i i just hope that he can develop some kind of oh, man that one three he took in the first half was flat <laughs> as a board good grief his mom was upset that he took that shot thought that looked terrible when we have the conversation of who replaces barnes after he retires tonight let me know because i've, I've got my guy well just do it I, I'm just so damn sick of having that conversation. <laughs> I haven't had to. I haven't had an opportunity to have it. My guy's Sean Miller. Go up to Xavier and get him. Couldn't be that hard. I don't care about his issues at Arizona. They, they ain't hiring Sean Miller, bro. What are you doing? What are you doing, no. Dave? What are you doing? Oh, sleazy Sean. Dude's got what, like five elite eight? Somebody who's dumb enough to to be talking like that on a phone, bro. What are you doing on a phone, like? You ever watched a mock? We, we already had that guy. Go up, go. 
Go Maybe. up to the payphone and talk, man. What are you doing talking on your phone? Everybody deserves a redemption. He's like a better dressed like Pruitt in that respect. He's a dumbass. Talk on a phone? And that's some Jeremy Pruitt, Butch Jones level dumbassery. That's the level of NIL. You can get by. It, it was very NIL. Pruitt because he, he was basically paying DeAndre Ayton out of his own pocket, wasn't he? Yeah. I mean, he cares. I mean, at least get, at least get somebody else to, to pay for it. Get a booster or something. Just pay it out of your own. How, how, many to, I mean, how many times do you think that's happened? Like, for real, that we'll, we'll never know. Like, that, that's my, I wondered Probably about that. all the damn time. Like, would it, would it really shock you if you found out that Bruce Pearl had, you know, cut a little bit off or to get a, to get a player? I don't think it, it ever happened with, like, uh, Rat Boy because he wouldn't pay out of his own pocket. And they've got a good booster base over there. It's called the Brotherhood. The Brotherhood. <laughs> if, if we're bringing up painful losses, uh, I, I really enjoyed watching. Watching the rest of the Duke in the ass on that one. Yeah, that was cool. Call a foul before the clock expires and you overturn it after the fact. Kids going to go to the, the line the and foul, not get a free throw. The foul, the block was clean. The foul occurred after the the. You the can see his body up. move while before the red on the backboard goes off. It's bullshit. They just didn't want to be involved in saying we – we didn't give them an opportunity. Had that been a, had that been a situation where Duke was down one, they would not have overturned it. Look, man, you can sleep tonight under your blue blanket. All right, so, this, all uh, right. Let's let's get back to it. Your looking at your B-list post. Chad is up next. Hello, Chad. I got to live with a Duke and a Tennessee loss. It's fun. At least your high school didn't lose to its arch rival. What's up? Lose to goddamn those cock sucking web Spartan motherfuckers. Chad, turn your mic off. I'm an honorary member of Web Bear from working there for eight years, so please be be nice. Chad, you got to turn your mic on, buddy. You got this, Chad. I got a really strong ass offer for you guys. What you got? Oh wait, oh wait. I think somebody said that on the phone once. <laughs> so, Will Wade is available if you're looking for a post rick barnes era option <laughs> well we know he won't quit on the job no <laughs> he definitely ain't going that. out without somebody running him out uh so tonight we saw what i think tennessee needs to do the rest of the year they got to space the floor out um and that's their identity they, they've got to get up and down the court they got to space the floor, and they've got to be able to hit the three. They're going to have to play real similar to the way that Alabama's playing when they run their offense and put two guys about six foot off the off the three-point line, two guys in a corner, and a man on the lower block, and and just let it eat because we don't have anybody on that team that's got a fire in their belly. If we had that post guy that had a fire in his belly and uh, – you know, had that attitude of, uh, I'm going to will my way to a win, then we're talking about a different animal. But with this team, um, key tonight and against Vanderbilt, he was lights out unconscious playing. And 
if that's not who we are, then tell me where we're, tell me where do we go from here? Because tonight I saw 85 points on the board and I haven't seen that in the last month. So, I mean, that's the million dollar question. Where, where do they go from here? I mean, the schedule gets so difficult. You've got three really hard games. The next three games arguably are going to be harder than uh, tonight was and, and Wednesday. Um, you know, Missouri's probably a better team than Kentucky, but playing Kentucky and rough is probably harder than playing Missouri at home. Playing Texas A&M on the road is going to be a very difficult game. And obviously, Alabama, you're, I mean, you're going to be you're going to be an underdog in, in that one. So it's. Yeah, bud. What do you want? I was cleaning up the garage. Oh. Come on, Chad, get control of your woman first. Fun. He came in wanting to know where I was. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that was my thoughts on it tonight. I, I don't – I mean, you may think this is stupid, but I really don't think we're that far away from having a, a really nice team. I think this is growing pains, and maybe that's a bad take, but I'll live with it. Um, you know, these last two losses or the last three games where we've lost, uh, they weren't ideal opponents to lose to. But at the same time, we lost by two points in two games. Yeah. I mean, at some point, you just got to blame this on the ball don't bounce your way every day. You can't win in everything all the time, Chad. We can't be great in football, baseball, and basketball all the time. Nobody's that lucky. No. And, you know, we're going to have little losses like this along the way that are people are going to start questioning stuff. But do you really need to question it when the realistic thing about it was I watched Wade Houston and Don DeVoe, and we never had a prayer in those days of thinking about smelling an NCAA tournament. And now we go every year and we're complaining. Us old heads have so, a little bit different perspective on it, don't we? Yeah, you just got to get refocused and understand at the end of the day, not everybody can win, you know, the, the NCAA tournament. It's a whole different animal. And to have that expectation every year that you're going to go in there and just cruise through the 64 teams is uh, not realistic by a long shot. I mean, yeah, that's why you have the St. Pete's and the uh, Chicago Loyola's of the world because they get hot at the right time and they, they play well Man, together. Can we get and, hot at the right time just once? Can we get hot at the right time? Well, you know, Russ, maybe this is this is what's leading up to that, you know? We get to get hot at the right time. And don't tell me, uh, Conzo Martin's last time, like, what? Okay, nah. if, if this team gets to play Mercer and UMass in the first two rounds, then maybe we can get hot at the right time. But we all know that's not going to happen. I think the latest bracketology I saw from Jerry Palm had us playing Rick Patino's Iona team in the first round, and then it would be uh, D- Davies Duke boys in Greensboro in the second round. Oh, nice. No, thanks. No, thanks. We'll just go to the NIT. Chad, we got to move along. Appreciate you, my friend. Thank you for. Yes, sir. Appreciate you. When can we get hot, Davey? When? I don't know, man. Well, we were there for a bit. We were there early on. How how many times since since Uncle Jed took us four years in a row 
it's been what four ten with pearl what four five with with we we've been like we've been there 14 15 times when are we going to get hot when are we going to go on a run i think it's all about coaches man i think if you go back to green um tennessee since jerry green like we're pretty far up there as far as making the tournament oh we make it we got that down <laughs> yeah no i mean i'm serious like I, I noticed that one time i was like how the hell did we never you know I mean, we got we you know the two that really stick out are the elite eight team and then the grant and admiral team and it's just those are our two our two best shots and damn to some weird bullshit didn't happen both times just like it happened tonight Pearl's first team was a two seed, should have been a great shot. Last year should have been a great shot. Both Grant and Admiral teams, 2018 and 2019, should have been great shots, should have gone further than they did. Pearl's third team, the team that went to number one, got bounced in the was it we Sweet 16 is that when Louisville took us apart? Um, yeah, the 08. Yeah, they dismantled us. When are we going to get uh, – anyway. Sit here and staring and start uh, screaming into the void, folks. I have no idea what the the caller order is here. I'm too mad to write it down, so we're just gonna kind of make it up as we go. <laughs> I've got a general vague kind of idea of what I'm doing here, but let's get Starchild in here next. What's up, Starchild? What's up, Russ? How are you doing? Eh, kind of crummy to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Since you asked. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's it's tough, you know. Like you're saying, when are we going to get hot, you know? When's it our turn? I know. You know, just just something that I've, I've just observed the past, I don't know, what, three games now? Is this formula that we've been doing of this, like, needing to crawl our way back and make it a close game and, and, and make it close and, and maybe win? You know, it's it's the, the little things. It's something that my high school coaches ingrained in my head and now my college coaches are – is that if you do the little things right and you control what you can control as individual players in the game, you know, like stuff like fouling when you shouldn't be or dropping passes or not controlling yourself on the foul line or, you know, all these little things that add up to big yeah. things. And, and if you keep on with that formula, you ain't going to win. Mm. And so I, that's just something that I've observed. And, you know, that's huge in sports, especially team sports. This ain't a one-man show, and, and if you go out there trying to make something happen by yourself and you got nobody else controlling themselves in the game, you're not going to see a good outcome. Um, you know, you hate to see a, a loss like that at home, but it's like, at what point are they going to realize that this formula is not going to cut it? You can't be lazy out the gate. You know, we weren't lazy in the beginning of the season. We were doing great. You know, and then this, this, this lull comes around. I don't know when we're going to get out of it, you know? And yeah, I could be wrong. I, I trust me. I, I'm known by all my friends and my family for having the the worst takes, you know. So well, I, could, I could be I wrong. I feel like the effort is there defensively, pretty consistently from these guys. Oh, but yeah. I also feel like they let, you know, uh, a couple of missed shots, a couple bad offensive possessions, and then they just kind of get in a funk and they lose that fire. They lose that urgency, man. And yeah. it's frustrating because it happens every game. Right. And, 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 you know, like, like, um, 
forget which caller called in, <laughs> getting inspired by the, the Last Dance, which is a great documentary. I've watched it a few times. But I, you want to see a player on Tennessee stand up, step up, and work their ass off for a whole game. You know, no matter what's happening, just somebody not decide to start being late. Like, there's, you know, there's certain things that happen in the game where I'm just – I'm sitting there going, what? We shoot there? We have 12 seconds on the shot clock and we shoot a fourth shot? Or we're dropping passes? Or, we're, you know, it's just these, these well, little – Even things. tonight, man, there were so many times when – even when Tennessee was making their run where, like, our guards would drive, especially Key. Like, he'd, he'd drive into the lane and then eh, stop. I'm going to kick yep. it back out yep. and we're going to swing it around some more. It's like, to hell yep. with that, man. Attack. Go up there. If you, if you get blocked, if you get hammered, go to the line, man. It's Exactly. Make them, you know, like, like I'm saying, do what you can. And if you get fouled, you get fouled. And but, that only I is mean, benefiting. You and know? I'm, not, so, I'm not just picking on key because Vescovy does it. Triple J does it. Yeah, when he's yeah. in there. And it's like that's, that's the problem here is just that lack of aggressive – mentality that i'm not going to be denied i'm i'm coming i'm coming and i ain't stopping but we don't have a killer exactly you're right bear kennedy chandler was a killer mm-hmm. last year mm-hmm. put that dagger in when he needed to yeah and, lamonte turner killer yeah, yeah jordan bone had a you know he had it in him jordan bowden yeah hell even Grant you know, I mean, Phillips, I, that, that's the thing when like I keep waiting for it. Like when he gets it, Russ said something earlier about, you know, Vescovy and Key and Key looked more like the key we saw at the beginning of the year tonight when he was getting the ball in the wing because he was finally being aggressive again. He's looking to attack mm-hmm. those guys with, you know, what they do is they attack from the three point line. Right. Julian Phillips should be looking to break whoever's whoever's got you know checking him he's i'm waiting for him to break that guy down and, and either dunk it and make you know do a finger roll like kennedy would do last year yeah. or get fouled do something you know it, it, like like just for example real quick watching the past few games of these these big guys in the post for either it be vanderbilt florida and now you know missouri we're getting dominated on offensively in the paint there's been, I mean, how many dunks did we have tonight? One, maybe two. I didn't, I didn't I, you know, it, where, where's the, where's the aggression? Like you're saying there in the paint, where is that fearless, you know, instead, it's just, it, go ahead. It, 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 it's not so much that for me, it, it's just somebody that's going to attack from the perimeter all the way to the rim. Right, right. And if Julian Phillips, if 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 we can't get anything out of him off on the offensive end like that, then you're better off, I'll go ahead and say it, having Meshack in there because Meshack's defense is like three. He plays it uh, at least three levels above what Phillips does. Right. So that's the biggest issue I see with Phillips now. I mean, you know, Davey talked, he's got the hip flexor injury. No telling what's going to go on there, but. I mean, that's what I've expected out of – that's what I thought we were getting with Julian Phillips. Yeah, no, I, I agree. So. I agree. But, yeah, I mean, like, you know, it's – it's. Well, actually, a few people touched on it. But you, you watched the whole game, and, and I thought, you know, listen, you can't come out the way you came out the first half. So, I'm expecting, you know, some urgency out of the second half. Defense was on point. We're making shots. Finally. There's some confidence. 
and then you still lose. It's demoralizing, you know, to, to still lose. But anyway. Thank you, Star Child. Good hearing from appreciate you. Appreciate it, appreciate it, guys. Thank Have a good night. My friend. I mean, even that little round mound to rebound that Mizzou, what was his honor? D'Lo Brown. I mean, yeah, d- yeah. That, that's who <laughs> he, he looked, looked like. just like D'Lo Brown. D-Lo, he looked like D'Lo Brown, like D'Lo Brown's little brother. He's coming out there, the nation of domination. I'm looking for Farouk. I, I mean, he he uh, he handles the ball the way D'Lo, remember how D'Lo used to swagger walk? Yeah. But I mean, that even that guy. I mean, he was getting up at the rim, and you just – that opens up so many things offensively. I think that's the biggest thing that we're lacking. We don't have anybody that attacks the goal. Because most teams know the Ziegler and Vescovy are going to dish it. They aren't going to go up and try and – they can't get their shots Justin up. Justin Hanna, do you agree that uh, Missouri's guard looked like D'Lo Brown? Oh, I was waiting for hey, I was waiting for Mark Henry to come out with it. <laughs> I mean, a little you know, sexual chocolate. I, I, he banged May Young and she gave birth to a hand. So, I mean, that's you know the glory days of wrestling right there, Russ. Hey, holy crap, guys, are we ever going to win another fucking game of basketball? Yeah, we got South Carolina later. Uh, is that is that is that really a gimme though with this bunch? Yeah, that one's still a gimme. Uh, Outside of that, I can't give you. I much. mean, we're joking about that, but you're crazy if you don't think these this team is capable of beating anybody left on the schedule. Man, it's just, I mean, that's what's so maddening about it yeah. to me. It's, oh, I know, I, I, oh, but listen, I, I I took my girlfriend out to eat during the game for a Valentine's dinner. She was in the bathroom when the shot hit. I literally kicked the table. I mean, and. The people next to me just looked at me like, you know, I'd lost my mind. So I was, I was highly pissed off. This, I mean, I don't know how you fix it. And I don't know if it gets fixed before Wednesday night. And it's, that you know, it's going to be a rough, it might be a rough, you know, Wednesday for us with Bama coming into town. Yeah, my advice is to medicate early and often if you have uh, anti-anxiety meds. Uh, if not, perhaps drink. You know, a little drink. stiff drink, good stiff drink before, a good stif- stiff drink during, certainly a good stiff drink after. Exactly. I, I, mean, it's like, the- I, I don't listen. I, I'm not trying to be super negative, pile on. Like I, Even if we had won tonight, I don't know if I like our chances again. Alabama's just... They're on a different level right now. Oh, yeah, they're a buzzsaw right now. I mean, they, I mean, they just find. They're one of the best teams in the, in the country. Oh, yeah, easily, easily. I think they are the best. Now, I've watched Houston, and, I mean, they're good, but. Davey brought up a good question. Like, who who are we putting on Brandon Miller in that game? <laughs> we do. I mean, it's a, it's a question a lot of teams don't have a good answer to. But, like, Kalmwa has the size, but he's not athletic enough um i you know mayshack is probably he's got the dog in him but he's not big enough like what do you do what do you do with that it's just i mean you you just put your cup on and hope for the best you know it's just i mean and and live to fight another day it's it's too bad because uh phillips might have actually been our best matchup Mm -hmm. from just a, a size and athleticism standpoint but well all I know is 
I mean, when that when that shot went through, all I could think of was I I, I, I thought about yesterday's show and I kind of got jealous of Flipper there for a minute, Russ. <laughs> just uh, just thought, just you know, just holding my breath, you know, until it just you know, just get it was in the water. Like, put your put your head in the water. Just hold your breath until. You, you see the light at the end of the tunnel and just go to the light, Justin. Go to the light. <laughs> hey, that's how I felt football for about 10 years. So, I mean, that's, I mean, gosh, I mean, it, it, it's pretty bad. So, uh, yeah, but real, uh, real quick, because I just got on and started listening. I, I don't know if anybody's asked. Uh, what's y'all's boys like for the Super Bowl tomorrow? You like Philadelphia at one and a half is a good number? I don't care right now, Justin. I'm hurting, man. I'm hurting. I can't think about the damn Super Bowl. I'm sitting here in the shiv in my I'm bleeding out here. Yeah, Justin, two callers ago, I was debating whether I was even going to watch oh, the game. Oh, I, 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 I figured you'd have some money on it, baby. Yeah. Look, here's I've actually here's a way to cheer up. Let's lose a bunch of money. Let's lose a bunch of money gambling on the Super Bowl. Yay. I'm, <laughs> well, man, hey. Imagine the ones that do us minus 13 tonight. So, oh lord, I mean, that, <laughs> and let Patrick Mahomes get another one. I'm fine. There with were that. a couple of easy ones, man. Uh, Missouri plus 10 and Bama minus two and a half were slam dunks today. Just, just easy, just not me stealing money on those yeah. numbers. So, we were uh double digit favorites against Vanderbilt as well. The ESPN predictor had us winning that one. If you guys want to know what's really crazy, the ESPN matchup predictor has us winning against Alabama to 69.9%. Nice. Well, we, were a, nice. we were a 95% <laughs> chance to win tonight. I think ESPN's full of shit. So. But I'm, I'm not beginning to trust that thing, Justin. <laughs> no, no, no. I, 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 think, I, think they're, I think they're dumber than hell. So. Oh, gosh. Anyway, I'm going to get off here, guys. We're, we're fixing to go start watching the movie and all that. Uh, and I'm trying to forget about Tennessee basketball for a couple hours. So, but I'll talk to y'all boys later. Thanks, on. man. Appreciate it. Davey, were you aware that the dolphin that portrayed Flipper in the hit 1960s TV series committed suicide? I found I found that out today, actually. I was listening. I went back and listened to yesterday's podcast on the way to the gym. Did not. Uh, oh, cool. Did not. Um, thank you. Did not. It. it it was she the it was a female dolphin she did not enjoy captivity and um she held her breath underwater in front of her trainer until she lost consciousness and died i get that it makes sense i mean nobody wants to be caged flipper was a dolphin russell bear made a point about like porpoises and dolphins are different that that's not a thing yeah it is a dolphin's a porpoise. Dolphins have a longer snout, more teeth, and a more curved dorsal fin. Porpoise versus dolphin. Let's let's see what Some, we get. Somebody, here. Dolphins about to get a, a good. Dolphin, I told you so. Dolphins have a longer snout, Dave. They're not. They're more. Would you ever swim with the dolphins? Longer. Hell no! I've told you, man. They're right. That, that's never. That's never um, appealed to me. Would they rape humans? Uh, they, yeah, they've known. They are known for being. They're also dolphins will get, incre- like sexually aggressive with human beings in the Has water. A dolphin ever raped a like an adult female human, or a male? 
I'm not, they don't, hey, they swing both ways, man. They don't care. Have you guys ever swam with dolphins? That's what we're talking about. No, it's, but hell no, I never I, would, man. I did it. It was a cool experience. I did not get raped, so. <laughs> Probably I mean, like that's it. what I would say, too, if I got raped by a dolphin, Davy. There are a lot of people there that can up, back man. me up. Davey, did you do any research? Yeah, there are 32 species of dolphins and five or six species of porpoise. But a dolphin, in a way, can be described as a porpoise. No. Is it, or is it kind of like Cro-Magnons and Neanderthals? We're just talking about a few It's kind of like Davey's just making shit up because he knows he's wrong and he won't admit it. He don't want to take another L on top of the Duke and Tennessee L's. How did we lose this fucking game? I was so damn mad because we were going to have to do this thing. We were down by 17, and then I got all happy because I thought we were going to win. If you get raped by a dolphin, do yeah. they – will they, like, put the dolphin down the way they – like, when a dog attacks a human, you put the dog down? I imagine it would be pretty hard to figure out which dolphin in the ocean it was and – uh I mean, you'd probably be, I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't begin to I'll tell you what, brother, you, a, a dolphin rapes me. I can take him out of a dolphin lineup. That's something you don't forget, bro. <coughs> You're killing me, Russ. But yeah, you can look it up. Dolphins are, dolphins are sexually aggressive, apparently. Damn. Swim with the dolphins. No, thank you. I did it down in uh, was it Key Largo? That's yeah, somewhere around there. Have you guys Nick? Seen the, hey, have you guys seen the tweet from Dave Matter <clears throat> that one of the uh, Missouri guards said something to Santi before his missed free throw? I'm sure they did. Uh, he he said in the tweet he said before Vescovy's First free throw, Missouri guard Sean East told him, you're going to miss this one. You missed one last game, and then Santi missed it. Damn. He wasn't wrong. No, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. Uh, <clears throat> what, I, what I was going to ask you all, though, is of the uh, season falling apart is worse. What we're going through right now in this basketball season or what Butch Jones did in 2016? Uh, Butch Jones did not. Oh, it was 2017 where he didn't. Oh, it's Butch Jones, no question. I mean, it being a tournament sport, um, like there's still an opportunity. But I mean, the way we we lost to Vander, or sorry, uh, South Carolina and Vandy. South Carolina and Vandy at the end there. Yeah, like I mean, Missouri's at least a decent team. Neither one of those teams are good. Because in that season, we, we got up to number nine on October 10th, and then we lost three straight games to A&M, to Alabama, and then at South Carolina. And then we still had a chance to get to the Sugar, Sugar Bowl, but then lost to Vandy. But at least, at least two of those losses were to top 10 teams, whereas right now we were on the cusp of being a number one seed and then lost at a crummy Florida, then barely beat Auburn, lost to a terrible Vanderbilt team, and then I guess, yeah, Missouri's a pretty decent team. 
and we don't know we don't know how it's going to finish out but it's just it's uh pretty tough to be right there and have a chance to do something special and then it all just fall apart before you can get to that point yeah yeah man. it's pretty rough nick it's pretty rough tough scene bro <laughs> yeah and i i'm definitely not comparing uh butch jones to uh rick barnes not that at all it's nope. just man being a, being a tennessee fan is a uh, tough stuff sometimes guys let's not act like this this is anything new for tennessee basketball fans yeah. well let me ask you guys this too you, you asked the question previously you know who would sacrifice success in basketball for a good football season those who said they would i wonder how they feel right now and if they're really those that are uh saying bad things because if you said that you would sacrifice good basketball success in football then you just got to kind of sit back and twiddle twiddle your thumbs it was a, it was a majority of people russ didn't you fall in that camp I don't remember what the specific question was. I mean, we're, we're being pretty vague here, but if you're saying like, would I put up with what we're putting up with now in basketball, flaming out, flailing, crashing and burning the way we seemingly are, if it meant that Tennessee won the East, won an SEC championship, went to a college football playoff? Yeah, yeah, I, w- I would make that trade. You think Georgia fans would trade their natty for more success in basketball right now? Hell no. Hell no. So, I mean, it's that's true. It's just I, like I, I don't, I don't it's remember. recency bias, man. When you're, when you're in the thick of it, you can't you can't think about what you were feeling four months ago or what you might be feeling eight months from now. You're just you're just in it, man. Yeah, I, I don't remember the exact question that was posed. It was just along the lines of, would you give up? I want to say somebody even threw baseball yeah. in there, too. Yes. Would you give up baseball and basketball success? Just be good at football. I I don't know where I'd fall on that. But those who said they would, I mean, it's kind of a tough look at this point, I guess. But thank you, guys. Appreciate you. Thank you, Nick. Appreciate you, my friend. <clears throat> Doing the comparison thing. Yeah. Which Jones rearing his ugly head on a night when the boys from the butch bowl fall against the web spartans in basketball See hey what russ I did. did you know that uh, did you know that dolphins get high like when they jump i did know this jump. one i knew i know this one no there's a there's an animal they used to get high off of puffer fish yeah they bat them around and then they uh they also uh you see, like, I just, I just read this. He's seen uh, Rob Pilly. He's a zoologist, Russ. He, uh, it was in some documentary. They got high, on, high as balls off pufferfish, and they sit and stare at their uh, reflection, They're like looking in the mirror. Imagine it would be pretty boring being a dolphin, other than the occasional, you know, rape of a human being. I don't know, man. Reading this damn article I just read on them, they're, they lead exciting lives. Evidently. Oh, here's another. They torture their food before they eat it. They're like uh, the game from A Clockwork Orange. 
rape, drugs, and a little bit of the old ultraviolence. The droogs. Well. Guess we'll talk to some more of these speakers. These morons. See, I'm lashing out. I'm sorry. Matthew, welcome in. How are you, sir? How are you guys? How are y'all? Yeah. Man. Uh, yeah. Uh, Davey, I didn't even watch tonight's game, and I'm going to regret watching this tomorrow. Don't watch it tomorrow. I have to. I, I'm a cruel for basketball, unfortunately. I want to find out why Julian Phillips only got 10 minutes tonight. I need to find out why Tyreek. Hip, fl- hip flexion. He, got a, he was in. Spoiler alert. I loved, I love Bear giving me the spoiler alerts. What uh, did BJ actually earn those four minutes, or was somebody hurt? Column, little column A, little column B. Yeah, gotcha. Um, really, the, the main thing here is I've watched the buzzer beater at least a hundred times, and you play that out anymore, it doesn't go in, and that's what makes me more frustrated. At least if we make a Final Four run, you'll forget about it. Yeah. Well, you know what's funny, Davey? I've got a friend of mine that's from Nashville, and y'all are going to probably be the end of this joke, but he went to the game on Wednesday or saw that, and then he took his wife and his kids up to the game today. Oh, oh God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I felt so bad. He texted me after the game. He goes, I'm not – attending another <laughs> Tennessee basketball game. I said, I said, buddy, maybe you. He said, it's me. I'm never going again. I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. That's incredible. Yeah. Um, I'll give you back some time because I know I, I want to watch the game and kind of get some more into it. But off, off of what you guys have seen and what I'm looking on the box score, it looks like Tyreek Key had a really good game tonight. He was a bright spot for the team, that's for sure. I guess my only question is off the initial reaction. I mean, from talking to folks, it sounds like we won the rebound battles on both ends of the floor. But why did why did was Missouri just hitting threes that were open, or was Missouri just like because the the twelve threes is what's scaring me a little bit on on the stat sheet. Oh, they were hitting ones that were in open the, in the first half. Ones. We were, uh, I mean, they were almost all of them that I remember, especially in the first half. We were, they were defended. They were contested shots. Yeah. And then uh, Brown uh, went unconscious. He hit a couple straight, I feel like. You know, they were just – they. what they end up shooting, Davey? Like 14 to 26, 53%, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's tough to beat if anybody. What we shoot? Uh, 43. Uh, 40. Yeah. I mean, you're just – you just do the numbers on it. You know, they were just unconscious. That's what they do, man. They, their team, that's that guy's whole deal. They throw up threes. Yeah. Well, again, I mean, just I'll, I'll, I'll have more. I'll call in them to the drive on Monday and give you my, my opinion. But really, it's just – it's unfortunate. But it, like you said, it's, it's regular season basketball. And what, what sucks about tonight's loss is – this team has proven on its resume speaks for itself. It can compete and beat with anybody in the country. I mean, it's taken down schools like Kansas, it's taken down schools like Texas, it's taken down schools like USC, and it can really do some work. And then, just like Tennessee athletics, like you said, Bear, it can take you to the keg of despair and make you question everything. Like 
Butch Jones 2017 season. So who knows? I mean, this team can – all we can do is maybe hope that we get hot, like Russell said. And the last thing I'll say is a guy that you should watch for, Davey, Jordan Tang, Kansas State. That's my guy. Thanks, guys. Jerome, yes. I actually am uh, – I was thinking if he could put together a couple of more years at this level, he would he'd definitely be uh, number one on my list. Yeah, Jerome Tang, he comes from the uh, the Baylor school under Scott Drew. He's, he's done a lot of uh, – he's had a lot of success when he was there. And now they're 19-5, and five, maybe 19-6 and six now in his first year, the school that usually doesn't have a ton of success in basketball. Well, what's good about him is he's going to be there for at least a few more seasons. And to the Barnes crew, that's great because it means you can kind of ride the Barnes train a little bit more. And to the Barnes bashers, well, that's not all good. So – I'll give you back some time, guys. It's unfortunate, but as always, go Vols. GBO. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I was looking up uh, Tang. Uh, his first year at Kansas State, but he was with Baylor from 2003 to 22. So he's been there a long time before getting his opportunity, and he's making the most. His salary right now is $2.1 million a year. So Tennessee, uh, they could definitely – Top that. Patrick is next. Hello, Patrick. Uh, hey, fellas. Um, we're uh, we got uh, some UFOs being shot down over Montana. Again? We got. Uh, oh yeah. We- yeah. <laughs> Are we, just, we so that's like our new national policy? We just start shooting shit out of the sky now. Listen, I don't know, but if there was a better time for that to happen, I can't imagine what it would be. Um, and I just spilled my whiskey all over my keyboard, so we're having a night here. Um, I am really <laughs> confused because I am just not as upset about this particular game. Um, as maybe I should be, um, view this particular game outside of all the, uh, the other games this year. And then all the other games in Rick Barnes's tenure at Tennessee, um, a fluky shot at the end of the game, they lose the game. Do we feel a ton better about them? If that shot doesn't go in is a question to start. Um, you know, yeah, absolutely. I'll stop you right no, there. You, right. right. Russell said it earlier, you know, right off the top. He was looking forward to getting on, you know, pull the win out. What was it you said, Russell? Talk about Awaka. Man, it yeah. felt like tonight everything was riding on it. I mean, it, it it is such a devastating loss. I mean, it felt like we changed the way we played. We changed the approach and had a dramatic come from behind victory the crowd was into it yeah i felt like this could have been a season saving win okay i don't think the season is over right or lost yet but damn this one hurts it 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 hurts and i don't necessarily disagree with you but where i i'm just being honest where i am is that they did i mean so in this magical world where i'm living right now with a whiskey soaked keyboard and ufo's getting shot down um they potentially did figure a lot out and if they figured a lot out if they found a winning lineup 
that was able to come back from a tremendous deficit, then the shot at the end of the game becomes a little bit less significant. That, that's all I'm saying. And I'm not the type of person that clings to hope. And I'm also not a Barnes defender at all. Um, and I leave the heavy criticism to the people that actually know about basketball because I really don't. Um, but I'm just in, in this space in which we are currently both literally and metaphorically, I, I am now wanting to see what happens the rest of the year because it is entirely possible that an, an activation occurred tonight, which will, it doesn't take away the sting of the game. It certainly does not. But this also is not football in which there's only 12 games a year. In a 30-game season, it sucks, to lo- it sucks so bad to lose these games like this. But if if he is in the pro- – and, and I'll be honest, as a person who's been very critical of Rick Barnes, last year the tournament success really turned around my perspective of him. I'm willing to just chalk this up to crappy end-of-game uh, luck um, – and um, bide my time to see what happens now. And, and I'll say this uh, to kind of give the other side of what I'm thinking, then I'll get off because I know a lot of people are wanting to talk. The things that concern me are the, the knuckleheaded things. Um, and I wonder if that's a feature of this team and not a bug. Uh, was it Phillips that didn't dunk at the end of the Vanderbilt game and then uh, Ziegler just stupid fouling out? To me, that those things are enormously concerning. The the buzzer beater sucks, um, but if if there's a, a feature of the system of the personnel of this team that you're having these just brain fart moments, that that kills it. And there's no lineup that can be done. And then I wonder even if like if Barnes can can work out of it, and then it becomes an indictment of him because he's he's built the roster these are his guys um anyway i'm it, it sucked it sucked it it sucked 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 when that shot went in but also it's just it's it's not the same to me as if something like that happens to the football team like the florida hail mary the fourth and 14 something like that or uh felipe what's his name those were just so much more devastating because you just have so many fewer opportunities at football and basketball is a postseason sport. And I actually think, you know, again, the tournament run last year in the SEC tournament kind of made me think Barnes is, is a little bit better than I'd given him credit for. You guys can rip me apart. I'm going to draw my keyboard out. Uh, go balls. Hope the, uh, the UFOs don't take vengeance on us tonight, boys and girls. Thank you, Patrick. Appreciate you jumping in here. I guess there is, there's a shred of, I don't know what you call it, hope, positivity, like that we fought back and we saw a different offensive identity, a, a, even a, even a def- different defensive identity than, than we had seen. The thing is, do we keep doing that or was that just a one-time thing that we did against a Missouri team that plays more up-tempo than just about anybody else we're going to see on the schedule. So that's the latter is what I think it was is as great as and as much fun as, you know, that getting back into it was to watch that particular lineup and the way they were playing. Um, I do think that, you know, Davey said it earlier that you, you can't play Alabama that way. 
So it's just situationally. The biggest takeaway I had was I actually thought um, right up until the last shot that this was probably one of the best halves I've seen Barnes coach ever. I just, I just hope that they'll start key, quit making him play the point. Let BJ's handle just two minutes a half, whatever, just you know, to give Zakai a blow and let key be key. Let him be a shooter. Let him be a scorer. Don't don't uh, put, force him to be the oh I got to initiate the offense guy. It's clearly not his game. Um, I I just hope that we start him and that he becomes an offensive threat and that that opens things up for other guys out there. I don't really care who they start at the two forward spots. I don't think it matters that much. But I I feel like their best hope is to get. Zakai, Key, and Vescovy going together. And I feel like that could be a new look and a new identity that could give us some damn offense and make this thing watchable the rest of the way. Because that was unwatchable in the first half, Davey. Yeah, I mean, it was we, – we were texting each other. We were just like, I'm just ready to start the show. I don't want to look forward to the second half. And then they actually started to play. Yeah, are you with me on, like, can Key be a game changer? Can, can we – have a new look about us the rest of the way here with him in the lineup? I think we should definitely try to go through him and see what, if, if he can give a, a similar output. I mean, uh, we, we saw where they're like, all right, well, uh, Olivier Conwa's done a really good job lately. We're going to try to run through him against Auburn. And then he missed his first like six shots. So it's, it's definitely something we should, I, I think, give a go at, but um Again, consistency has been the biggest issue this team's had. So I, I just I don't want to commit to one thing because there's a good chance we have to go a different way after that. Yeah, I, I just think they need to keep force feeding. They got to get BJ involved, um, and and then you know, key you gotta you gotta feed the offense has to go through somebody. And I, I guess try and go with whoever's got the hot hand. See if we can find somebody to be consistent about it. Let's get Joshy Boy in here next. Hello, Joshy Boy. What's up, guys? Oh, man, just sifting through the wreckage of another disaster. Guys, I had to work tonight, and I only got to see the last three minutes, but... Uh, <laughs> We're back. You made yeah. a journey, my friend. It was a wild Bear, Bear it was miserable. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was an epic comeback, and then, I mean, it, that's the other thing. It would have been one for the ages if we had pulled, you know, if we had just closed the deal out. We were down 17 with, what, 17 to go? I think. So. Yeah, what, what, was the, what was the biggest deficit? Was it 17? 17. Yeah. And then... I, I think it, that was when Key, it was either Key or Vescovy hit a, somebody hit a big three and like snapped it right back to 14. And then it went to 16 and then we got it down to 14. And then I don't think it ever went above 14 after that. Hey guys, just a, a update here from Travis Cabbage. Travis tweets out, just a reminder, Donnie Tyndall's show cause ends in 1,152 days. <laughs> oh my God. Wasn't it like 10 years, guys? 
Yeah, yeah. That's, that's only like four or five more years left. I mean, he should be coming. He oh, should be wow. coming off of that just about the time where Barnes is ready to hang it up. The stars align. <laughs> Davey, the prince you, who was promised returns. Davey, are you serious? Could that coach from Kansas State be a possible candidate whenever Rick retires? I mean, I, I love I, how you guys I, I are. So. Love how you guys are framing all this. It, it, the, it's. When Rick, when Rick retires, I mean, what's the other option? What, what do you want us him? to take the negative? Because you approach? guys are, you guys like, because you know you can't talk about wanting to fire the guy, but you guys really looking forward to the next. I, I don't coach. think that's fair. I don't think that's fair because I think it's it's fair to speculate when he's going to retire because he's sixty eight years old, and like, and and I think that we know that he's not going to get fired, whether you want to get rid of him or not. Like, I think even the people that would fire him if they could realize that that's not realistic with the current power structure. It's not going to happen. So I got Yeah. And in fairness to me, bear, like I've had, a, I had to just go through this the last year. So it's like, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about this in, in terms of what it's going to mean for Tennessee. I, I get that. And, and I absolutely just uh, personally, like when I'm talking to you two and you guys are talking like that, like, I know it's, what you're saying right now, you know, about him being 68 and all that, that's 100% valid and true. Well, let's not I'm pretend like we didn't have, we haven't been, yeah, having, I agree with that. We, we've had these conversations before anyway, before when they started stinking about what's, you know, what, what's going to happen. So they're, we're having them more often now because people are looking towards the future and wondering if we're ever going to go on a run, make a final four, but, but, Russ, that leads me to my next question for Bear. Do you think, Bear, this team could have a run like North Carolina did and make it to the Final Four this year? Oh, gosh. I don't know. I, I think the problem, what I keep coming back to, is the problem at point guard. Because Zakai sometimes has nights like tonight where he'll foul himself out of a game. He's so aggressive. On the defensive end, the problem is, is you know, Barnes has been on this Don Quixote-like quest to have his team play the perfect defense. And from just from talking to the couple of people that I do, I think that's been one of the big things with BJ is the defensive part of it and playing it up to, you know, where Barnes wants, um, where you have to play defense to get on the floor. So I don't know. I think he's kind of cut off his nose to spite his face. Yeah. Davey, I'll, I asked you last night if, or Wednesday, if you think they should burn Freddie's red shirt this year. And you, you said no, but I think, no, 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 no. I, I didn't say no. Oh, you didn't? No. Oh, okay. But I'm with you. I think they should play him this year. You, what do you got to lose, you know? Yeah, I mean, now mentality. Especially if, if we're having other issues at guard or, or things are lacking with um, getting James back out there or getting um, uh, Phillips out there. I mean, because Freddie, he's more of a combo guard, so you could you can play, play him at either spot. Uh, he, he's going to give you some size as far as, like, I mean, he's about six foot four. I mean, he's I think he's only like 185 right now, which is a little undersized, but I, I think if if he can give you some offensive output, I know they had it tonight, but at other times, again, consistency, we've not seen much offense, and you need that. So 
I think you want to make a run now because there's no telling who of our seniors aren't coming back next year. You have to go to the, the transfer portal. And the guys they have committed right now in this upcoming class, we don't have any guards committed. Not a single guard Rick Barnes oh. has coming in next year. Damn. Guys, uh, two more things. At least we what we will have to look forward to next year. Awaka has really grown this year with us. I think he is going to be our top leading scorer big man next year. And I think they should address in the transfer portal after this year, getting some guards if they are unable to get any commits from guards. And uh, spoiler alert, guys, for tomorrow, 31-28, Eagles, fly, Eagles, fly. Have a good night. Thank you, Joshy boy. Appreciate it. Joshy boy. Oh, Lord. Is it about the, the Montana uh, radar anomaly where nothing was found? No, I just noticed oh. Jamie's uh, joined, the, joined the space. Let's get Mason in here next. What's up, Mason? He's got the wheel. Oh, sorry, Mason. Moving through these. Greggy D is next. What's up, Greg? Hey, how's everybody doing? Not great. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I understand that. I, I wanted to go back to something CG touched on earlier, um, and that this could be a turning point game. And it really could be, because uh, if I was coaching it, I'd make it a turning point game. I mean, they, they played excellent that second half. First half, bad. Second half, excellent. Uh, and they had that fire. But once they got the lead, they lost the fire. We need to we need to coach them to keep that fire. I think they were just so gassed, man. I've never seen Barnes a Barnes game where he just doesn't use the bench. He's rotating. He's playing, you know, four guards: Meshack, Key, Ziegler, and Vescovy. He's rotating through the you know the big men. He's keeping those guys fresh, but. Those four guards are out there the entire second half, and we're pressing, and we're pressing. So they've got to be gassed, man. But, yeah, we got it up to six twice, and we're just unable to deliver the kill shot. And uh, I, I don't know, man. It, it seemed like we were asking an awful lot of those four guards, but what other option did we have? It was it was all that was working. You're not wrong. But – there. There are options to keep those guards. B.J. Edwards finally got to look at him. It's been a while. And, you know, and when he came in, uh, he, he made a couple mistakes, but he also made a, made a shot. Didn't take one I thought he should have. But they, they were good enough to win that game. And I, I think this is a turning point. You're either going to go up from here yeah. or you're going to go down from here. So fulcrum point one way or the other, huh? Yep. Well, let's hope, uh, hey, man, a win Wednesday night changes everything. That's it. I, I can, you, I mean, if they find a, 
and why not, man? We've been losing the games we're not supposed to lose. Why, why don't we go out there and win the games we are supposed to lose? It's Well, we've been pretty good at that. So maybe we can keep that going. And but uh, but I think this really could be a good coaching point. Like this could change change the outcome because you know normally, you know we've had we had a great record last year. Go out early in the tournament. Maybe this is what we need. Maybe this could be the thing to to juice us up and get us to the tournament and get us playing right in the tournament. And who knows? Yeah. I'm with you. Good stuff, Greg. Appreciate you, my friend. All right. Y'all have a good night. Take care. You too, my friend. Thank you. Subscribe. Yeah, you know. Do what? There is something to be said for, you know, take a look at last year's North Carolina team. I'm not saying that could happen. but When did they turn it on? Uh, about a week and a half to two weeks before the regular season ended. Yeah. And they got they went unconscious in the ACC tournament, didn't they? Uh, until they ran into Virginia Tech, if memory serves. But they got in the they got in the NCAA, and they yeah, yeah, they barely. I remember they played Baylor, and Baylor was the one seed, and that game went to like double overtime or something, and they yeah. managed to hold on. That was the one, that, and then they got a uh, they got a bye game against St. Peter's. But basically, to make a run like they made, you got to beat. You're gonna to have to beat at least one. What seed were they last year? One, if not, it elite. Eight. Seed. I think they were an eight. I mean, Tennessee, like Barnes's track record as a lower seed is so bad. Yeah. Um, and what do you, what do you guys fairness, think? It's pretty like bad right as now? a higher seed too. Because I think we look like a four or five seed. Yeah, that's kind of how we look. I'm, I'm hoping we don't end up down that 7-8 line. I'd rather be a 6-seed than a 5-seed. Why? That's long, the long history, 12s upsetting 5s. Yeah, it's just, I don't know, it's just, it Bad. never goes well. Yeah. The last time uh, I remember being a 5-seed was uh, we played a team called Oregon State. That wasn't fun. We'll see if we can get Mason in this time. What's up, Mason? Mason. Perry Mason. I got the wheel yeah. again. Damn. He's, he's spin, like man. A, Ugh, a rare double rough. wheel. When was the last time that happened? Come on, Elon. Been a minute. This thing working, dude. What are we doing here? Mason, you got us? Wheel. No, man. Three times the wheel? It's actually kind of impressive in a that, way. That might be a first. I don't think we've ever had a triple wheel. Give him a second here, see if we want to go for the quadruple. The rare quad. The triple Lindy. Here we go. There Can we go for the four spot? Mason, are you there? I think I'm good now. Hey, what's up, Mason? Yeah, sorry. I don't know why I kept going quiet. Uh, I guess y'all talking about the schedule right there. I mean, the way I look at it is, I mean, if we go three and three down the stretch, two and four, I mean, what? I mean, that's that's not really a 
four, five, six seed right there. So, I mean, that's – I don't really know what we're, what we're looking at right there. What, what do you guys think about with our remaining games? Well, I mean, it's just hard to see where the wins come from now. It, it, but it's like getting back to what our last guy, Greg, was talking about. It, it feels like we might have stumbled onto something here, you know, if – if Barnes goes with it, even if they can't beat Alabama, you know, which is the best team left on the schedule, they can beat everybody except Arkansas, or even if they can beat Art, you know, there's, it, we, we just don't know, man. It, I really don't have a good feel for this team right now. All I know is it's, it's not feeling good. <laughs> no. And I guess that's like, I guess you just nailed it right there. That's the most frustrating part is if we had figured it out and we knew we were going to be this kind of slow simultaneously, just slow the, slow the tempo down all the time. Like I feel like we would at least know our identity. This team doesn't have an identity. We haven't had an identity and that goes into not having a dude, a couple dudes or anything like that. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, it sounds great to play that lineup that we played tonight and I'm definitely more for that lineup, the running, going four out, get more space. I mean, let a walker be able to do that. I mean, penetrate. We, but we don't drive with a purpose. We drive to stop or kick out or something like that. I mean, Josiah Jordan James is one of the worst ones for it. And I feel like he can take people off the dribble a lot more than he can with the matchup he gets, but we kind of just drive in and just pass it out. And it's, we're not doing anything with like a purpose. And I, so I feel like it's, you can't really do that against Bama because I mean, they're going to be able to out up us and down us, but we've got to, we can't expect to keep them in the fifties or sixties. So, I mean, I, I guess that just looking at that specific first game coming up, I, I don't even know like what we do for our identity purpose. Yeah. I mean, it's a million dollar question. I, I don't think any of us know what, what do we do tonight? We started, um, well, Phillips, it, it was, uh, AD, yeah, I mean, that's always going to be hard when he we, doesn't play. It was, yeah, we put Ziegler. Well, well, we we it was Ziegler. the same guy, group as just Adu instead of Josiah. Yeah. And poor old Adu, I mean, if, you know, in a game like tonight where they're, it seemed like, every, you know, Missouri's so athletic. He did okay when he, he was in get, there by himself as, as, as the lone big man out there. Like, I, I don't yeah. think he played particularly. I mean, he, he did a few nice things out there. So do you start a walk yeah. now that you've pretty much tried every other big? I think you – I mean – it's If I'm Barnes, but I, I'm – I mean, I'm not Barnes. Yeah. But he's kind of hard to keep off the floor because he's – I think – I feel like he's your best rebounder. He's just always in the right position. The guy when he gets – when he gets the ball um, down low on a rebound or when they get it down to him, he will go to the, go to the rim – with it so I just feel like he's the only one that goes in there like looking to not mess up like I feel like Plovzic is so worried about him getting people pissed off now he doesn't play like he is a dude's not really good enough Kamwa you don't if you don't want to bunch him in with that I mean I guess okay he's more of a kind of a stretch four which is that's kind of ironic to me that we as a stretch four but I mean I, I guess that's my thing is, is if we're worried about production and stuff like that why wouldn't we why, why, why won't he start him? Is it because this is a freshman? Has he, has he not put in the, has he not put in the practice time? Like, I mean, I, I just don't understand. Like he's clearly our best post player right now. Yeah, but he can also get three fouls in 30 seconds. Agreed. Fair enough. So you have to, you know. But I, I guess my thing is if we're only going to play him 10, 12, 14 minutes, if he comes in and fouls, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, it, that's a double-edged sword for sure. I mean, that that's definitely could go either way. 
but I guess I'm just curious. Sorry, going up against uh, uh, Charles B for Alabama. I mean, that guy's seven feet tall, 225 pounds. He's he's going to start. Like, I mean, is that something? I I don't know if a Waka can. No, oh, no, no. That, that I feel like Wednesday is definitely like a Plovzic come in. Like, I mean, maybe not just throw off the whole game with being an idiot, but he needs to set the tone. He needs to. Re- I mean, you know what? I, I feel like he needs to. I feel like Plovzic will start on Wednesday. I mean, I, that's just kind of how I feel like it is. When was the last time he played more than five minutes no. in the game? Plus, this ain't starting Wednesday. It'll be if if it, it'll be a do. Numbers, uh, the um, stats say Urosh played ten minutes today, which seems high, very high. Yeah, I don't doesn't sound right. right. But um, yeah, it's yeah. Just the last thing that I've got is you, y'all brought up something about Josiah Jordan James earlier, and that. I, I, I love the guy. He's he's a great ambassador for our program, but I, he makes me more frustrated with how against Dylan Mitchell, he was knocking down shots, pointing in his face, and in the next game he against Vandy, he won't be a vocal leader. He's He is on the defensive end, and he's definitely like our veteran presence, but I just feel like he proves that he can show that. Is it really just a skill, consistent thing, or is it just he kind of just comes and goes? I appreciate it, guys. I'll I'll get out on that. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know how to answer that. Some games, so you know, if his shots hitting, if his shots not hitting, you not you aren't you don't have as much swag you know, to you. When his shots so, not falling, he's he doesn't bring much. Not consistently. Yeah. How hurt do you think he is right now? No, I'm not talking about the ankle. Like, do you think that knees? Yeah, I don't know. I I don't think he's a hundred percent. And where we, I, we're, I feel like we really miss him defensively more than anything. Obviously, because he doesn't really have me give us anything offensively. But I'm curious if he even tries to play like professionally. I just feel like the injuries have just piled up so much for him. Yeah, it's been a rough run for Triple J. Let's get Jackie in here next. Hello, Jackie. Jackie, you there? Turn your mic on, brother. Hello. Hello. What's going on? Not much. What's going on with you? Oh, man, just sitting in my car, kind of sad about the game. Sitting in your car, just like by yourself in the driveway? Yeah, pretty much. That's that's a sad scene, Jackie. <laughs> Yeah, that's a little sad. Man, that's uh, a depressing my, picture you painted. <laughs> my favorite part of the game was uh, BJ Edwards driving to the paint and getting some foul shots. I thought BJ looked fine. Like, you know, he's he's going to struggle because he hasn't played any, and you throw him in there against Missouri. And yeah, he got his pocket picked that one time. And I'm sure there's a couple of other small things. He, but he looked okay defensively to me. The little pump fake and drive baseline mid-range jump shot was a thing of beauty. Um, I I wish they would just make him the backup point guard, and and that frees up Tyreek Key to be Tyreek Key. He's not a point guard, but I don't think it's going to happen. I, I don't think we're going to see BJ again unless there's you know Ziegler gets in foul trouble again. BJ could have BJ could have been the starting point guard the whole time. No, he I really couldn't have. No. no. 
I, I man, can you that. imagine? Can you imagine having Zakai come off the bench and, and 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 you being the other starting point guard for the other team, having to deal with that man, with all his with well, all his energy off the bench? That's what we were able to do last year with Kennedy. I know, but BJ's the only guard that can get in the paint and draw some fouls. I mean, the kid. Played four minutes and showed. We got a small sample size. We got a small sample size against. Come on, Davy. Come on. The kid can play. He's top hundred player. Come on. He, he's he's what is he six two? He he can get in the paint, draw some fouls. I I'm not saying he can't, but I'm not. I'm saying we don't have anything to say that he can't. No. In that four minutes, he showed me he could. No doubt about it. I'm I'm a believer in BJ Edwards. A BJ believer. See if Barn gives him. And I know Barry is too. I don't know. I mean, like you said though, he's a freshman. He can't throw him in the fire. I mean, Rick Barnes should have thrown him in the you know first game of the season. Rick Rick knew what he had coming into the season. Yeah, I mean, I I just Um, don't understand why you just don't declare him the backup point guard. He's the guy's backup. This is your role. You know, you play, you come in two or three minutes each half, give him a blow and, uh, and, and just handle your business. And if he, if he'd been doing that all year, I don't think he'd have that turnover tonight. Yeah, that would have been nice. Would have been nice to have him all along, but guys, I, I mean, I just don't see it. I think this team is dead. I mean, do you really expect Tyree key to, to shoot like that again on any other game the rest of the season? I, I don't know. You know, he looked like he looked those first few games to start the season. And I'm not talking about just his shot falling, but just his body language and how he looked um, just playing in the flow of the offense. I saw a, a post-game comment. I want to go back and find it just about uh, a comment he made that, you know, I who knows? So, yeah, maybe. But I'm whole, you know, hopefully, I I have a good feeling about him. I I really do. If if Barnes will put him in the starting lineup, he played 31 minutes tonight. That's got to be his high for the season. And if if he'll give him 20 to 30 minutes a night, you know, as much as he can handle, and play him off the ball, and and just let him hunt for his shot and attack the rim, I I, I do think you will see him shoot a decent percentage from the field the rest of the way and be a threat. But if we ask him to, you know, do things that he's not really natural at, at doing, then I, I think you'll consider continue to see him go up and down. Yeah, and Barnes needs to give him some confidence after this game tonight. You know, he needs to go and tell him, hey, kid, you got the green light the rest of the way. Sh- shoot the fucking ball. Let it fly, baby. Let it fly. And then, you know, I, I don't want to see Josiah Jordan James anymore, you know, at He's not good at 100%. You know, if he's only 70% coming into tournament time, just keep him on the bench. Well, I, I'll disagree with you there. I mean, he was key. We don't win the SEC tournament last year without him. Um, when he was healthy, I thought he, he was a really good player. Thanks, Jackie. Appreciate you, man. Thanks for jumping in. All right, we're going to get Roberto and then Jamie. Corn pop, <clears throat> and then we'll wrap this puppy up. Roberto, good evening, my friend. How are you? 
not good. Um, but I'll take it, guys. Good Lord. Um, there was a caller, I don't know, six callers ago, right as I jumped on. And he said, it's it's not as bad. You know, we lost. And, and I would agree in a way that I'm not as disappointed as I was against Vanderbilt because Missouri doesn't suck. Vanderbilt's horrible, right? But Vanderbilt was there. Missouri at home. It's a quad one loss. It doesn't, it's not really going to hurt us in the net. It's it's not. Um, they're not a bad team on Ken Palm. It's, it's, it doesn't hurt us as much. But I think this might be the most gutting loss of the year for that team because they played their ass off in the second half and it still wasn't good enough. There was nothing that happened in the Vandy game aside from a walk-up playing pretty well that left me feeling positive at all. Tonight, sure. there are a couple of things that leave me feeling positive. Obviously, Awaka, Key played well. Uh, but the biggest thing was just, you know, the fight that they showed, the adjustments that they made. And it's just like, that that's what gives you a little sliver of hope, right? It's like, man, is sure. are we going to see some more of that going forward? Or was that just an aberration? That's the big question that's for it. me. I went ballistic at, at halftime. I was so pissed just in general. And I go off on Barnes pretty hard. You guys know that. I like hey, the chopper I, spray I was, after I was, that, man, too. Roberto, I, I was planning on doing a halftime one of these. Uh, and I was just like, you know what? I'm going to say something I'm going to regret. So I went upstairs and ate right. the Girl Scout cookies instead. You know, but I'll give Barnes his credit. I think he was his hand was a bit forced into it. But going small, I mean, it was it was a great decision. Now, again, I'm not sure that it wasn't because his hand was forced. Yeah. But the same thing, Russ, the same thing happened to us last year. And we found that weird lineup that worked really well at the end of games. And we rode that thing and rode that thing and rode that thing last year. Do you remember this? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. We had a, a weird situation. And the, the, final, the final lineup was like Chandler and Z, D, Double Z and That's Santi and two. And That's who it was. And we rode it and rode it and rode it. And we kept winning at the end of games. Um, and we may have found that again tonight by accident. That's maybe a positive thing, but I hate that Barnes. It's like, he just thinks he invented the game of basketball at times and it's worked for us in the past this year, last year and the year before where we went small and we were just almost unstoppable at scoring the basketball. And we did it again tonight. And then, I don't know what the hell happened at the end of the game. I just think Missouri was never going to lose that game. They just, they hit every big shot they had to hit. They hit it. And every time we went on a major run, they closed it or took the lead back. Um, so with that said, you know, I'm trying to be positive. I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying, but I think <clears throat> I haven't figured out, you know, you know, I texted you uh, on the way into halftime, Russ. I'm old enough to remember uh, when we were the number one uh, defensive efficiency team in the country. I'm old enough to remember when we played that kind of defense. What happened to that defense? Are we, are we not? Did we fall out of number one in Ken Palm? No, I'm sure that we still are, but you, <laughs> I'm, you, it's supposed to be tongue-in-cheek, Russ. Like, like, what in the hell has happened to our defense the last three games? We look abysmal. I mean, I guess I you could say like we you played good saying. deep against an Auburn, but I think it was almost like Auburn pigeonholed themselves into that, not us playing good defense.
Yeah, but I think it's kind of like you said. I mean, Missouri Missouri was just throwing up circus shots tonight, and they were going in. Like, I think a lot of those shots were covered. I mean, hell, the game winner, you know, it's was it Santi was was right there. Did well, uh, you got three guys on him? I don't yeah. Know, like, what are, what else can we do? Yeah, maybe they're just a little cursed. Uh, maybe it's us. Uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe Russ, all those chickens you sacrificed to Joe Boo uh, for football to come back, you you lost some basketball mojo for us. I, I don't know. Um, but but lastly, you know, I'm not going to trash the team. I'm just not. I'm just kind of over that. I'm kind of over fans doing that too. Um, I really want to see him make a run, but this is a very Rick Barnes thing. Have you ever actually looked at his 2008, 2009, and 2010 Texas teams in succession? They all got to the top five. One got to one, one got to three, and one got to five. And then they all finished in their last X number of games after that, 500 or worse. Did you know that? Three years in a row, they finished 500 or worse after that whenever they got into the top five, why, top three, or number one. Why would you tell me that? I don't want to know that. I don't want to hear that. I'm sorry. I don't want to think about I'm that. I'm sorry. Well, I mean, <laughs> we're right on pace for it, Russ. I'm just, you know, I mean, like, what I'm saying is it's not unlike for a Rick Barnes team to do this and go out in the second round. So, I mean, let's just prepare our hearts, man. And that's what they tell you in church. Take care. Bear, is your heart prepared? for devastation are you ready uh, hell i may start cutting on myself here in the next few minutes that was depressing davy is your heart prepared yeah yeah we'll go with the we'll go with yes that's my final answer i'm trying to learn to handle disappointment better in life you know hey man being a tennessee fan That'll prepare you. <laughs> Lifetime misery. Jamie, is your heart prepared? My heart, my heart is always open, Russ. Good to hear. Speaking of uh, miserable. Um, Arizona got beat by shitty Stanford tonight. <laughs> Did they really? Yeah. Yep. Wow. Guys, is this fun for y'all? Is what fun? Barnes basketball. Are you gonna ask me if I if I would rather have Pearl basketball? No. <laughs> Bullshit. Well, would you? <laughs> Not if it's what I saw last Saturday. Sure you would, Davey. Don't lie. Not this close to Sunday. You would, Davy Hudson. Don't lie. You would. You would love to. Uh, you would trade uh, Rick Barnes for Bruce Pearl right now, and you know it. I would happily welcome Bruce Pearl back Thank after you. Barnes retires. Thank you. Rick Barnes has won sixty-six percent of his games at Tennessee. Sixty-two percent of his conference games. I'm sure those percentages are drastically increased if you take away the first two rebuilding years. Um, generally been in the NCAA tournament. He's won a conference regular season championship and SEC tournament championship. 
Tonight sucks. It's a rough patch, no doubt. But on the whole, I would say, yes, I do enjoy Rick Barnes basketball. Still. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, let me ask you this. Uh, is there, it, it just seems like our five stars that we get here just do not play like five stars we get that other people get. Is that fair? Somebody sent me no. a Davey, you'd probably be better on, on this being a Duke guy, but somebody's like, uh, I saw some analytic that showed that Phillips actually is tracking like on average for like the average five star freshman like his numbers are like pretty good comparatively speaking. You guys, have you guys seen that? I, I mean, yeah. I, I would say his defensive attributes are, are so much better than his offensive that we've seen. Um, but I, I know a lot of people just kind of only look at the, the flashy side of the ball. Who's averaging right I know I, a game. Because like, I noticed, I saw a, um, Somebody puts to you know, there's somebody does compile and and rank statistically the you know the freshman, and he was second in the nation on all those metrics that you're talking about. This was like two or three weeks ago, but I like Phillips. Hell, I like the two guards we had last year. Yeah, I mean, there's only like. We we think five star freshmen, and you just think John Wall, Anthony Davis, um, you know, um, uh, the the guy, you know, the guy at Duke when they won it all. It's like the but there's you know twenty five star freshmen every year, right? And like one or two of them are really good dominant players, it seems, and the rest of them are kind of what Phillips is. I and mean, Phillips wasn't the one of the top five players in the country. He was, he was like what you know, top twenty, I think, in most of those ratings, and he's been okay. Now, here, here's something that when Roberto or maybe it was somebody else was was talking, that I found myself thinking is, you know, it it looks like Josiah is going to be out a couple more games. We'll see if Julian's out here a little bit. What if we start playing better without them? You know, it, are, is Rick going to feel? obligated to put them back in and play them major minutes when they do get healthy. I don't think either of them are out for the season. You know, I, I just wonder if we're better off playing with Vescovy and Key out on the wings and Ziegler running the point and a couple of rebounders, big men down low to clean things up. Like I would say that if you're putting up 50 points and a half, he's he's going to stick with that lineup. I hope so. But especially late in stretches of games, but I mean, I could see them. He, he like I could see him doing the Euros plan, where he at least make sure he gets out there a little bit in the first half, see what happens. Even though we kind of know we're not going to get a ton out of him. See, if, see if he's hot early in the game. See if he's going to have a hot. You know, if he comes out when I'm. You know, Josiah comes out, and it's a night where he is shooting good. It just gets back to the consistency problems. We don't know what to expect from anybody on this team, night in, night out. Can you imagine being Vasco tonight? God almighty. I hate it for No. Him. I That's love what... that kid. I do, too. But it's like I do, Barnes, too, man. It's like Barnes said in the postgame, Jamie. He's, he's, won a, he's won a lot of games for Tennessee. 
Yeah, I got to give Barnes credit for how he handled yeah. that question. Yeah. Uh, the way he said, yeah, man, we're hurting with him. You know, there's there's just nothing you can say, man. The kid, you know, he wants – he'd do anything to get another shot at that, man. But, um, you know, he's he went up there and missed that second one too. Kind of makes me – you know, and for a senior, that's just so weird, you he know. He was on the court for the that's entire just, 20 minutes and we're pressing the entire time, and he's – He's at the forefront of that, man. I mean, you making free throws with dead legs is hard. And, and he was way now, short on that, that first one. You got a good point, Russ. Free throws on dead legs are hard to make, uh, are hard to keep, uh, hard to keep your accuracy. Uh, a lot of your, a lot of your free throw shot and all your jump shots are through your legs. So, um, I don't know what you do about that. I mean, you got to have him on the floor in a tight game like that. Uh, who else are you yeah. going to put out there? Especially when when uh, uh, Zakai's sitting over there with five fouls. And his last two fouls, oh, my goodness. That's just, uh, you know, if you've got two fouls on you and you're playing hard up defense 90 feet away and you get caught on a reach-in, that's one thing. But when it, but to be your fifth foul, uh, that, was, that yeah. wasn't the one that was 90 feet away, though, wasn't it? That was his fourth, wasn't it? Well, think of it. We had, you know, three guys <laughs> – make critical errors in the last you know five seconds whatever of or last two three minutes of that game when Ziegler fouls out you know that's your first major mistake just mental error um Bescovy misses the free throw and then Awaka has the lane violation or foul I mean I've seen different things on that I still not entirely certain what happened on that yeah um and it's like somebody said a couple of calls ago, it's like you have these these little things, they just add up, man. And and it's weird because Barnes is such an attention to detail, disciplined guy. And yeah, man, we've had some discipline breakdowns here lately. Guys, um going forward, I'd like, you know, I'll start watching this more closely. i I don't think they call that lane violation all the time. And it seems like people leave early all the it time. Was so close, man. I and if it's a foul, I don't know what it is because, I mean, it's just normal hand jostling that you see on the line every single time. That reeked to me. It just Pat, Pat Adams had it blown his whistle in about 32 seconds and he felt like he had to do it again. Yeah. Yeah, because um, I remember in the uh, the tournament game against Michigan last year, one of their players was actually standing. He had, he had one foot kind of like half into the lane while we were shooting free throws. I remember I paused it and took a picture and put it out on Twitter. I was like, is this not illegal still? He's, he's actually, you know, he accidentally is standing not paying attention where his toes are. And he's got one foot already in the lane when we hadn't even shot the ball yet. And so I just kind of, it just seems like right. and, something that doesn't get you know, called. And that's the second free throw. Okay. He missed it. Say, you know, what? one of two things, either, either he makes it and, you know, maybe the whistle or something messed with his concentration. If he makes it, then we're going to overtime. If he misses it, well, then they have to rebound and they're scrambling and they're not going to get that close. And it's a little bit right. different. So that's a huge, right. huge call. And nobody knows what it was. It was like, go back and watch. Like, it might have been a lane violation, but people are, people were uh, sending me tweets earlier saying, no, it was a foul. And I went, I watched it like, I don't see a foul. Like, what, what's the foul? No, um, 
And I, you know, this is off topic, but I wish they'd bring back the jump ball. That has nothing to do with nothing. I know, but it just, and also I wish they'd adapt that NBA rule where if you get the, if you get a timeout on your backcourt before moving it forward, you can get it at half court. Um, I just think, I think that adds more to the game. Uh, it didn't see, it, it had nothing to do with tonight. I was just wanting to get that out there. I've always, I've never understood how the NBA can get, can do jump balls on tie-ups and we've got to go alternate possession. But, I agree here, um, here on both, both counts. Here, here. Yes. Well, guys, I'm still filling heads for tomorrow for the coin toss. So <laughs> unless something changes, uh, J- J- put your money for on folks that. folks who didn't hear the drive yesterday, Jamie claims to have a, long streak of properly betting the super bowl coin toss and so if you if you trust him he's saying heads tomorrow if you want to win a little money and always trust jamie jamie's lock of the week heads on the coin toss tomorrow guys thanks for doing what you do man it's soft place to land i and you know what it bothers me more this year than it has before because man we are rolling right over there in the three major sports we are fucking rolling, man. And and here the guy that has the most potential to be the best of the three of them has shit the bed here lately and it's starting to fucking piss me <laughs> off because it's it's these, you know, 12-point favorite at home, you know, double-digit favorite at va- at our, you know, baby brother's house where we like you say Russ would come in, kick off our shoes, you know, uh throw make a sandwich, throw the wrapper on the floor. That's what we do down there. And we just shit the bed and it's just it's like, come on, man. We've got – I want to be Ohio State and, you know, and Florida and these teams that just seem to to dominate in all three sports. And we have a – and, we you know, we were so far away from that not two short years ago. or but You know, and here we are. We're slamming on the scene in football and baseball. And it's like, well, we've already established basketball. And then we come out – and, you know, I'm, I, I it's like you said earlier, though, Russ, I'm trying to keep a, a better 10,000-foot view on it. We, we really weren't – a top 10 team coming into the into the season so we kind of overachieved there for a little bit but damn it just seems like Kentucky we lost to Kentucky who just shit the bed today and you know and these teams that these teams that we should have we should have walked the you know the dog on I don't know man I just it irks me I wish I just want to be it's been so long since we've been good man I just want I want to I want to take the momentum and run with it and it just of all the people to to put a turd in the punch bowl, Rick Barnes' basketball has always been, you know, in the last few years, he's always been a uh, top 10 program. So I don't know. I, you know me, I, I, I'm not the big, I don't have the most confidence in the guy, but his record speaks for itself. But man, we just, I just thought we were going to do so much more this year. We still might, we still might, we, you know, we beat Alabama and we'll forget, you know, it might make these two losses a little yeah. less painful, but. So, but we'll see. And like I said, uh, y'all be careful, man. Cops is everywhere. Davey, be careful. Good hearing from you, man. And I'll uh, I'll talk to y'all later. Thanks, Jamie. Corn Pop said, watch out for the police. Yeah, he did. I figured out where I got it. Evan Mayakawa. Um, he's one of those analytics guy. But if you look at it, Julian, Julian Phillips is the fifth best freshman in the country. He's by far, far and away that overall the best defensive playing freshman in the country um it's ahead of him offense is killing him i'm about to in defense i'm about to go full like i'm like i am almost i'm the analytics guy man i trust the numbers generally i think the best coaches in college basketball and football and pretty much all sports now 
pay a lot of attention to those numbers. But after hearing all the Ken Palm stats about our defense and whatever you're about to tell me, I'm starting to feel like those old baseball scouts in Moneyball when Brad Pitt and Jonah Hill are t- telling them about uh, on-base plus slugging percentage. I, like, I don't know, man. I, I just see a team that's struggling right now. I see a team that played better when Julian Phillips wasn't on the floor tonight. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm just, I'm just, all I'm saying is, and that's, he's going to get, he's going to be, he's one and done. He's going to get drafted. So who knows how it'll end up turning out, but. All right, let's. Bear, do you have the freshmen that are ahead of him? Uh, Yeah. Hold on just a second. I mean, I know Brandon Miller. Hurry up. One. I got closing thoughts before somebody else requests to speak. We got to shut this thing down. All right, fine. Just, just text to me off air, Bear. Okay, that's cool. It's, it's Brandon Miller, Jairus Walker, Donovan Klingon, Braden Old Smith. Donovan Klingon. He's good. Yeah, I don't believe those numbers. Kyle Filipowski's not on there. He's right after Julian Phillips. Okay, that, that's all right. Fair. <laughs> Would you trade uh, Filipowski for Phillips? A hundred percent. I wouldn't even question. You think it. Phillips is better. Oh, no, I would Filipowski's better. I would I would rather have Filipowski on, on this Tennessee team. I mean oh, he's he's a six okay. foot eleven guy that can step out and shoot, I got do anything you I want. Got he had his worst game of his career today, but outside of that he was averaging like nineteen points over the Jeez. last five games. What about Jarris Walker? Who the hell's that? Floor here. He's the best offensively, but his he can't play he doesn't play much defense. Deontay George the same way. Any closing thoughts, Davey? It hurts, man. I mean, that's two tough ones in a row, and I just hope this team doesn't lose faith, even though it will be a struggle not to. They got to figure out a way to to hold this together. And I mean, it's a it's a team that's got a lot of seniors on it, older guys. So if if they can do it, I, I think there's still reason to believe this team might be able to put something together at the end of the year, but. Just gotta gotta keep keep together as one, and um, see you Wednesday afternoon or Wednesday evening. Bear, I mean it's it's tough when you lose one of these to you know when you're trying to figure out. There was some some good take good things to take away from tonight's game. I, th- I think we saw Waka take another step in his development. Uh, we saw the old Tyree Key so. Um, hopefully we can get the ship righted and, and win some of these games going down the stretch and who knows what happens in tournament time. I'm looking forward to it though. You just want it so bad, man. It, 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 I know, it just bro. hurts so bad to see it slipping away again, man. Like we just, all we want is to go on that run, man. All we want as basketball fans, we've been following it so long. I started following it, I think in 1987, Bear, like, longer before that, man, I watched Don DeVoe coach, Wade Houston, Kevin O'Neill, Jerry Green, Buzz. Like, I just yearn for it, man, hunger for it just once, thirsty for it, dreaming of it, craving it, Davey Hudson. I want it so badly. And uh, damn it. Damn it if it isn't slipping away yet again and next year's not looking like uh it's going to be a better team than this one 
that's the other my other takeaway tonight was uh in it I've, it's kind of been uh, percolating in my head for a couple of weeks now when they showed a shot of it was Awaka, uh Freddie Buckets, BJ and oh, DJ Jefferson were all in a row on the bench and it was during a timeout. I was like, well, that's the future and then I've just I kind of feel that way. Like I feel like next year's team could be better than this year. Yeah. I don't. If they if he's able to keep them all together, I don't know. Yeah. But say how many you think are back next year? Yeah, we'll lose at least one of those guys for no good reason. And that's not even on more of the that's just freshman. what happens in 2023 college basketball. All right, gentlemen. Uh love you both. Love all of you for tuning in. Thank you so much. I hope you feel a little bit better after this group therapy session. We'll be back Wednesday night after the Alabama game. I believe that's a – is that a 7 p.m.? Yes, on ESPN2. 7 p.m. tip. So we'll be with you around 9. And just hopefully, just maybe, folks, maybe, maybe. I've got a keg of glory in the – in the beer fridge down here. It's just waiting. I got the tap and I got a red solo cup with each and every one of your names on it. I mean, not one cup with everybody's name. That would be weird, but you know what I mean? You know what I mean? You got a cup. You got a cup. If you're listening to this right now, you got a cup with your name on it. The cause endures. The hope lives on. The dream shall never die. We'll talk to you Wednesday night here on the voluntary reaction.